2: Alright, well, let's go to the Art
1: well, of the Tate Show. Welcome to our in sports radio as we are talking amongst ourselves here as far of a state change in being said, and our Sunday morning tradition continues on here into this week, number 17 of the NFL. It's been an interesting week as far as some of the news that has been coming out of the NFL, and it's been interesting because we don't necessarily know about some teams as far as their starters, how long will they play, will they play, uh, how all that works. Uh, Dallas Cowboy fans right here in my area with the folks that are listening in on the show, uh, Yeah, the, the situation in reality, the Dallas Cowboys don't need to win. Um, they are planted in their position within the uh, uh, playoffs. Now, the question is, is who will they play? Will they play Philadelphia? Will they play Minnesota? As of right now, it is Minnesota, but that whole situation could completely turn based upon that game as Minnesota. Uh, is in action against the Chicago Bears. Uh, 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 It's in the early uh, games. Yeah, the early games. And that game has a lot riding on it as well because the Chicago Bears, basically, if they get the victory in that game and somehow the miracle of the uh, San Francisco 49ers somehow beating the Rams, if the Bears win, the Rams lose, the Bears get that first round bye. And that's kind of important, especially for the Chicago Bears, moving into there to make sure that they're completely healthy, make sure that the newly activated uh, Long is ready to play on Sunday. So all that is huge going into this week. So um, all games are today. They are on Sunday. So That having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. We're going to cover them all. We're also going to be on tomorrow at 2 o'clock in the afternoon if I can figure out how to kick my boss in the behind and make sure that I can be there for that. But I'll probably uh, do that because we got the Sunday – Uh, uh, splat going on, and right now there are a lot of rumors out there, and Todd Bowles is right up on top of it. Todd Bowles is rumored to be fired by the Jets. question is, will it be after the game, or will it be on uh, Black Monday? And That's going to be the big question in reality for the Jets. This was no great big surprise to me in reality because I called for him to go to a different team in the first place. Instead, what he did is he saw – Um, Well, let's just say he had illusions of grandeur, and those illusions of grandeur put him in the situation, instead of taking the Buffalo Bills job, he went ahead and he took the New York Jets job, which was a job that he shouldn't have taken in the first place. But that having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. Let's bring on the co host of this fine program. It's Cuervo on a Sunday morning. It is NFL week number seventeen. And boy oh boy, I know you're geared for this week as well right now, there, Cuervo.
2: Oh, you already know, Sonny. I've got the the Bears, uh I don't I'm not wearing a jersey just yet, but I've got my comfortable long John style long sleeve shirt on, ready to represent. But um, yeah, it's week 17, Sonny. This is it. This is the final week uh, for, for everybody that, that you know, is a, is a fan of whatever team. Uh, after after today, most teams will no longer be part of the season. So, it's your last chance to cheer for your team, and,
1: and you look forward to next year or you look forward to next week. I bet you you're a San Francisco 49er fan this week. I have to be. I absolutely <laughs> have to be.
2: Well, you know it, it helps it helps when uh you know main players for for the other team uh are sitting out too and I don't want to give too much information away cuz we'll get to the game later but uh you know it it definitely does help
1: out so it definitely does, and you're right. There's going to be a lot of sitting going on in this game it's because there's not as that game in San Francisco, San Francisco means nothing except for the Bears. So uh, we'll talk about that one when we get into that, as well as what's going on. Uh, so rumors right now, Todd Bowles going to be fired from the New York Jets. I'm sure this is no great yep. big surprise to you.
2: Uh, you know, honestly. Um... It surprises me a little bit. And when I say a little bit, I mean, like, you know, as close as you can get your fingers to not touching each other. You know what I mean? It's like, that's how close, that's how, you know, surprised I am. Or, or surprised that, that this is happening. Just the fact that I really thought that they, uh, they believed in Todd Bowles and they were going to give him more opportunity so not that it's a bad thing that they're going to be looking in a different direction after tomorrow, but uh, but I, I, I was under the impression that the Jets had a little bit more confidence in Todd Bowles, and they were going to give him even even one more year. But that's not the case. He's going to be gone. Now really what it comes down to is
1: what direction do the Jets go from here?
2: Who do they look at? What
1: direction do they look Todd Bowles is going to be coaching Arizona next year, Cuero. I, You know, and, and the main reason why is we're hearing a lot of rumors out coming out of Arizona that that whole thing is going down. If that goes down, there, there is absolutely no reason why not to get Todd Bowles on an airplane, get him back to Arizona, and lead this team. I'm not, saying I'm not saying Todd Bowles is a good coach. I'm just going to take a step on that and let everybody know that. I don't believe he's a great coach. Um, that hasn't uh-huh. been said. Arizona, though, Arizona loves this guy, and Arizona is known to make bad decisions, and they always do, um, whether, you know, what's going on, and I'm not necessarily saying it's a bad decision to bring up Todd Bowles and bring him back to Arizona, uh, but it's not a great one. Uh, mainly because Uh of his track record of what he's already done in New York. But that having been said, that is New York. It's a different monster out there, Cuervo, than Arizona. It's the perfect place. Like I said, Buffalo was the best place for him to go because he wasn't going to be under that microscope. Now, he goes back to Arizona, he's not going to be underneath a microscope, and he's going to have an opportunity to win with a young quarterback, but that's the same same thing that's happening in New York, so the question will be, is will he be able to turn Rosen and get him ready uh, to go into his second year without having the sophomore slump? That's the biggest question regarding Todd Bowles heading back to Arizona. Yeah, and, and you know, here's the thing, though,
2: Todd Bowles is not an offensive guy, so He's going to need some help trying to develop a Josh Rosen. If, if he decides to take the Arizona job, you know, and and I know, I know what you're going to say is that he should have been there already. He should have already been working on developing Josh Rosen. And, and, you know, we can argue that to the cows come home Sonny. but the fact is he didn't, you know, he, he, he didn't take the job. He possibly could next, you know, starting next season. Uh, But um, Todd Bowles is just not, he's not an offensive guy. So he's going to need to yeah. bring somebody in that is a, a, a quarterback whisperer, quarterback guru, whatever term you want to use to really help out with developing Josh Rosen because
1: Bulls can't do it by himself. Absolutely. That having been said, just off the top of your head, why don't you roll through some of the coaches that you think that could be on the hot seat come either later on this afternoon for the Sunday uh, uh, splat. Or uh, be a victim of Monday, and that of course is known as Black Monday.
2: Uh, you, you're asking who do I, who else do I think, or
1: yeah, who who you think is going to go down on Sunday, uh, what uh, or Monday or Black Monday? We already know about bowls; so that one's pretty much said you know well, out there to it, report.
2: And it's already been confirmed. Steve Wilkes is out of Arizona. That's why we're connecting the dots here on bowls going to Arizona. So I think those are the two givens. Um, you know, I'd, I'd have to
1: sit here and, and really go down the list off the top of my head. Okay. I mean, what well, do quite I, I, a I, great idea. We'll talk about that when we hit the games where the coaches are. So sure, um, sure, we sure, can, sure. We, when we hit those games, we can talk about the coaches and whether or not they survive <laughs> A Black Monday, and as, you know, or a Sunday splat uh, that I so adorably just made up on the fly on the phone with you, and I decided, heck, I'm going with it, so we might as well do it. <laughs> so the Sunday splat is a new uh, tradition here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. So that's going to lead us into our first game here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. As- it, it, there's nothing really uh, going in this one It's the Atlanta Falcons. They're on the road. They're 6-9. They've won their last two. As the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost their last three games, they're 5-10. and 10. This has nothing to do. This is one of those. Both of the coaches are on the hot seat right there in Tampa Bay and Atlanta. More, more so trying to figure out this game. I don't think Tampa Bay can fight themselves out of a paper bag right now. Uh, so I'm just by just by default going with Atlanta. They are the better team of the two, not by record, just by personnel that's out on the football field. Uh, but more of the fact is who's going to play for their coaches today. Your Cotter definitely is going to be one that's going to be one that I think will be fired uh, either today or tomorrow. And then, of course, you have the Atlanta head coach there, Cuervo.
2: Yeah, the Atlanta head coach Dan Quinn. Um I think he I think he gets a pass this year, honestly. I think he does. Um, just just because of you know, I don't think a coach should be fired based off of um especially if you justify the fact that your team was depleted due to injuries. I think that's the case with the Atlanta Falcons. Like their situation they lost at least for most of the season, he's back now. Dion, you talking about the middle linebacker, but he was gone for, you know, you know, fifteen games or whatever. Um, you know, to to really hold Dan Quinn accountable for that, it, it, it's not necessarily. I don't think it really is doing him uh, uh, due process or, or fair to him. Uh, so I think that's why he at least one more season. Let's see how Atlanta responds next year based on um you know how healthy they are and stuff like that. But uh you know, on the other side, Dirk Cotter I think absolutely is is a candidate for uh for Black Monday, uh getting his uh you know, his job being splatted on the wall and being unemployed. So I, I, I think I think that's a very strong possibility that uh, Dirk Cotter is no longer the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after
1: And I got Atlanta winning the game, by the way. Yeah, and Dan Quinn, this is actually going to be his worst season in four years. I think you're right. I think he does get one more season. I think he's going to get the opportunity. uh, But he definitely needs offensive help just like, you know, Todd Bowles does. I mean, Dan Quinn is a defensive guy. So, when you have a guy that is Mm -hmm. strictly defense, they need someone that they can roll in there and get the offense going, because right now, you're right. The Falcons, the injuries, you know, know, started that one and four start for them this season, which in turn put them in the situation where they are right now. And, um, you know, they had a five-game losing streak uh, earlier in the uh, year as well. So man, you got a double whammy up, up up on top of it. But I think right now, as far as Tampa Bay and where they're going at to five and nine, Dirk Cotter's job, it's not in jeopardy, it's gone. And if they keep it in there, I think they could have a mutiny down there in Tampa Bay. Because Tampa Bay doesn't necessarily always worry about maybe making the playoffs, but they, they want to be respectful. The fan wants the fan wants this team to be good on the football field. But a couple of problems comes in there, whether it's Dirk Potter or at the quarterback position there. And you have Deshaun Jackson talking about he wants out of there as well. So there's a combination of problems that are going on in Tampa Bay where right now uh, that team is completely in a lot of trouble. And that comes from the top. It comes from the fact that Dirk Potter could not be the quarterback whisperer for uh, Watson – hold on, not Watson, what's his name, Um, 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 the quarterback down there. Uh, da 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 da. So quarterback where? in Tampa, Sunny. The oh, quarterback James in Winston. Tampa Bay. Winston. Thank you. So the quarterback whisperer could not get Jameis Winston to be who they are, and the magic of its Magic is gone. Stooped, the stupidest, you know, nickname in NFL history. I'm sorry, it is, and uh, but oh, come it is on, what it is. I mean, it ain't that oh, bad. oh come on. Oh, it's it's horrible. <laughs> it's the it's it's, it's the it's, worst it's, in. It's not a great
2: name, but I don't know if it's the worst name.
1: No, it's okay. I'll
2: I'll give you a prime (laughs) example, Sonny.
1: Doug Martin's
2: nickname is the Muscle Hamster.
1: Tell me which one's
2: worse. Doug Martin, who used to – Doug Martin, no. Former Tampa Bay running back. Now he's with the Raiders. Yeah, his nickname is the Muscle Hamster. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? (laughs) <laughs> stupidest name ever. That's the stupidest name ever. I yeah, that's, all my right. that's that, my I
1: do that's pretty damn that's pretty damn stupid. So yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, you might be right on, on the history, but oh, my goodness. Okay, fine. You win on that one. But that's where we're at right now as far as the couch per the sports shows. We're going to look at all the games here as we are both on the Atlanta Falcons, and that's going to lead us into our next game. Our next team that's up on the board is the Carolina Panthers. They are just going to go on the road to take off the New Orleans. Thank you. There's not a lot to talk about this one as uh, the Carolina Panthers losers of their last seven, six, and nine. We do get to see Teddy Bridgewater today, which uh, is a combination good thing for him, number one, to get him ready for the playoffs in case of injury, and number two, for him to show that he still has some skills and maybe he could be a different, uh, be on a different team next year as maybe as a starter. 13-2 and two, winners of their last three are the New Orleans Saints. I don't think anybody has a lot to say about this one because Carolina completely depleted at their quarterback position. Um, uh, From what I heard, they put that backup quarterback on hold um, as far as that's concerned, um, and they're going to go ahead and they're going to bring in yet another one. I'm not even sure who it is uh, at the quarterback position, but whatever it was, when the name was mentioned, I never heard of it. So, yeah, here it is. Uh, Hinkley was put on uh, IR uh, for this time, so um, it doesn't say who he's being replaced with. Do you have the replacement there, Cuervo? Are we
2: talking about for the Panthers?
1: Yeah, who's going to start at the quarterback position for the Panthers? I don't, I don't Ooh. have the name of the guy that's going to start because they went ahead and uh, put Hinky uh, uh, Hinky out. Uh let's see here. Okay, it's going to be Will Allen, the undrafted rookie out of the University of Houston, will make his first career start with uh against the Saints. So, um so Teddy Bridgewater Yeah, yeah, that's, you know, Hey, you want to see what's going to happen with your young quarterback? Will he be eaten alive by a defense? that is not very bad out of New Orleans. I, I just don't see it. Teddy Bridgewater is a better quarterback regardless. I think he should be starting for an NFL football team, i.e. the I would, I would love Teddy Bridgewater down in Jacksonville or Arizona. One of those two places where I want the guy to go. That having been said uh, new Orleans, he, he, uh, and looking at these coaches, uh, we got Riviera. I think he's on a hot seat, but I think he survives. And, you know, Sean Payton with the best record in the NFL, no problems there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't, I don't think there's much follow. You probably won't see, honestly, not a whole lot of effort coming from the saints today, which is why I'll take Carolina to win. Not because I think they're a better team. I just think based on the situation, I mean, New Orleans already got the number one seed locked up. What are they, what are they really playing for if they win today? You know, may, okay. maybe momentum, but don't forget, you know, that, that bye week, it's great to have, uh, but, um, but you got to make sure that you're ready to go because we've seen bike bye week teams year in and year out just fall on the face. And I don't think that's going to be the case with the, with the saints. Uh, I think they are better, they're better than that. Um, But I I think they're just going to have to be very careful in their preparation for whoever they draw in their first game.
1: So you're on Carolina even though New Orleans is at home?
2: Even though New Orleans is at home, uh, I don't – look, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if the Saints treat this game like a preseason game. All right, you you get the guys in – for the first half, based on the score, based on the situation, yes, uh, you you see them start to scale down some and uh, get some other guys in, get some reps in, whatever. Um, so that that's how I could, that's how I kind of see this game playing out today. Um, mm-hmm. Just because traditionally, traditionally, that's how Sean Payton uh, operates. You know, in, 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 I don't think they've ever had the number one seed, but actually they have. But you know that that's what i see him doing is just kind of just being real conservative. You don't want to lose anybody, you know. That that's that's the worst thing you want to happen. Uh, so i don't think Sean Payton's going to really take any chances. So that's why i like the Panthers to win. How's Reverie's job? Um that's a tough one, Sonny. Um uh, i mean, I, you know, i i you know, personally with the roots that, that I have to Ron Rivera, I don't want to see Chico get fired, but, uh, but I think, I think his gambles, uh, through, throughout his time in Carolina have, have, you know, made him look really good. And then for example, you know, this year going for two in that one game, uh, yeah. and then missing it, losing that game that that's, I think that's, what's going to seal his fate in reality. So, um, that man, Sonny. I, I, right now, I'm gonna say no that he that he doesn't get fired. Uh, but it just it it would be one of those
1: it wouldn't surprise me type deals if, if it happens. Yeah, I think he's gonna get one more year. I, you know. Yeah, you, you, it's it's hard to let a guy go that has done a lot for the uh for the franchise and that's I think that's where they end up at. So it you know, that's why I think he hangs around for yet another year in Carolina. So I mean they were in Toronto well, just three years ago. Yeah, that's true. All right, so that's gonna leave us to the next game that keeps us right here with our locals, the Dallas Cowboys. They are nine and six, they're winners last week. Uh, the Giants uh, had lost two in a row there, 5-10, and 10, but they've actually, as much as I hate to admit it, they've actually been playing better football. Um, needless to say, you know, no one's worried about the New York Giants, uh, more so ex- except their coaching. That That's going to be fine. They're going to get that. And Jason Garrett, uh, Jason Garrett, like I said, you know, He's got that stock and chapstick in all flavors so he can kiss Jerry's ass to keep his job for yet another year. Uh, Making the playoffs is probably the seal of the deal for that to happen. And, you know, it's really amazing when you take a look at the Dallas Cowboys. They're in the situation where it don't matter if they win or lose either. Um, Jason Garrett comes out and says all the starters are going to start, but I'm going to tell you that he you want to talk about a guy that if they get put in a position where nothing is going to be good for him, Jason Garrett is not going to play all of the starters in this whole game, even though he said, he, he'll come back up on his word in a heartbeat. Um, and, you know, the Giants, they don't have nothing to lose, but the Giants are not going to lay down for this team regardless who's going to play or not. Um, that, that's why when I look at this game, you know, I question whether or not, you know, the Dallas Cowboys can win this game, uh, mainly because of not want. I think the Dallas Cowboys need this game, and I'll tell you the reason why. This football team needs to have a good victory going into the playoffs, carry that momentum, because if this team loses, because they're either going to get Minnesota or Philadelphia next week, and that is not good for them at all, regardless, especially if it's Philadelphia, uh, the team that they beat twice this year, uh, that probably wouldn't happen uh, for a third time, so I don't think they want any part of, of the Philadelphia Eagles, but I don't even think they can beat Minnesota either, so Uh, You know, I think they need a win in this game, and not because I don't – I think they actually win this game. I think the Cowboys are going to win this game, uh, go in there with a good, you know, a good momentum to try to beat one of those two teams. But I don't see them getting past the first round in the playoffs. Both of these uh, head coaches' jobs, I think, are safe. When you look at it, what are you looking at? Uh, is Pat Shermer actually on the hot seat, or do you think he stays for another year, and who do you think is going to get this one?
2: Um, I, I think that, uh, well, obviously Jason Garrett's going to get another five years since they made the playoffs, right? I mean, that's how it works <laughs> in Dallas. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I mean, ah. Uh, so, Dallas is playing – hold on, let me pull the schedule up. I, I feel like – I feel so dull i in New I'm York not familiar with the schedule, gap. the Giants. Okay. Yep, well, are, obviously, yep. you know, Pat Schirmer it's his first year. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he's fine. You know, and, and, they, and they, they actually did better this year. They had five wins. Last year, I think they won two games. So, there you go. Um, so, they, they actually improved. Um, but i tell you what, though. I think the Giants are going to win this game, and I'm going to tell you why. Because it's typical. Uh, uh, you know, the Cowboy yes. Nation is going to hate me again, Sonny. It's it's a love hate thing <laughs> with me and Cowboy Nation. But this this is this is this right here, Sonny, is the typical example of Dallas Cowboy football. They're going to sit on this game because in their minds they're like, look. Hey, we won the division. We got in the playoffs. Hey, we're going to the Super Bowl, baby, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, it's Super Bowl right? or nothing. <laughs> Typical Dallas Cowboys. They're going to sit on this game, and they're going to they're going to they're going to go into the playoffs with with uh, with no momentum, and they're going to be one and
1: done. You watch. I agree. Look, I, I agree with the one and done. Cowboys. I I'm sorry, agree Cowboys.
2: I, I'm sorry. I apologize in advance to your locals. But, but they, if they haven't learned by now, Sonny, keep it real on this show. I've even criticized Absolutely. my own team. To time in and time out. Okay? When, when I see them screw up, I'm the first one to call, call the Chicago Bears out. I, I'll do it. But this right here, this right here, we're talking about the Dallas Cowboys. This is typical Dallas Cowboys, right? They're 9-6, and six, right? They go 10-6. and six. In their minds, it doesn't benefit them. They've already yep. locked up the division. We're the Dallas Cowboys. You know, we're, we're going to get our ticket punched to the NFC Championship because we're the Dallas Cowboys. Eh-eh. This isn't the 90s anymore. Wake up, Jerry. All right? This is what they <laughs> fail to understand. The reputation that they had 20 years ago is not anymore. All right? That was in the past. You got to stop living in the past. Okay. And that goes for everybody that's associated with the Dallas Cowboys. All right. Mm-hmm. Your history doesn't get you, you know, seat at that like head victory. table anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have to. We talk about it all the time. The NFL is a what have you done for me lately league. And the Dallas Cowboys one playoff win in how many years? Yep. How many? So yep. it's not I mean the Yeah. So I mean they have to wake up and understand this isn't nineteen ninety three anymore. Emmett Smith, you're not gonna find him on the active roster today. Troy Aikman's not there either. He's in the booth. Okay? So it's time to wake up and stop living in your past. Stop living in the history of the Dallas Cowboys. That 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 doesn't get you anywhere anymore. All right, you want to talk about history? Chicago Bears have the most Hall of Famers in the NFL. <laughs> just throwing that out there. But anyway, that's, that's not what this is about. Okay, that's not what <laughs> this is about. Okay. No, honestly though, I'm I'm afraid. I am afraid for the Cowboy fans. I really I am afraid for you guys. Now, if they go in there and they light the Giants up, good for you. And 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 for your sake, I hope that happens because yep. you have to have momentum going into the postseason. Absolutely. You cannot Absolutely. settle for just, you know, hey, we won the division, we did what we had to do. Let's just let's just lay back in this game. Let's just go through the motions and hey if we get blown out, we get blown out. No. Wrong answer. Every right. time a team Especially does that going into the playoffs, what happens to them, Sonny? Every time a team yep. does that, what happens to them? They lay an egg. In the playoffs. Yep. And then they're going they home lay- wondering why. They're going home wondering why that happened.
1: Well, interestingly enough, if you think, well, week 17 last year, the Dallas Cowboys uh, finished last season uh, with a victory against who? Uh, The Philadelphia Eagles. Who what? had already clenched the division. So, you know, this is is nothing new in reality when you think about what could end up happening here. And not only that, the Philadelphia Eagles need this game. So, you know, parts of me are, are, I mark that, take the step back, the the Giants don't need this game. So it's a little bit different. Um, The Cowboys needed it just to be somewhat respectful. Um, But here we go into this where the Giants are not even, you know, they don't have anybody in in reality. Uh, Odell Beckham, you know, I don't know. I don't think he's even playing. There's no need. And if he did, he'd be stupid. So he, if he plays this game, he puts himself in jeopardy not to be 100% come next season. So if I'm Odell Beckham Jr., there's absolutely no reason why I should be out on the football field. I don't know what his, his situation is there, but that having been said, when Dallas did get the victory against Philadelphia, who by the way went and won the Super Bowl, um, the Cowboys, mm-hmm. if they lose this game, they'll finish with the nine and seven. And that having been said, uh, it, that's the same record that they had last year. So I don't know. Do you want the momentum with the ten and six, or does it matter that you're nine and seven? I think the mentality of the Dallas Cowboys is that they don't care, but. I just think they're a better football team regardless uh, than the New York Giants. Now, if they let this game slip away in the fourth quarter because they're not starting start, or playing starters and things like that, that wouldn't surprise me. But I'm actually going to pick the Dallas Cowboys to win this game because they need that momentum. And if Jason Garrett backs off of these star, uh, starters and starts pulling them before halftime, I think that would be the biggest mistake for the Dallas Cowboys to go into this, uh, go into this playoffs. Now, Remember and it's gonna happen. And, and, and it's that's gonna happen, Sonny, I'm telling you. That's what that's what they do. You know, and some but this season's a little bit different. They've been kind of getting away from what they always do. Um but the question is what what kind of influence does Jerry have on that whole thing? And that's going to be the biggest question in reality going in there. Will he say get those players in there? Who's going to coach this game in reality when it comes down to the health of these players? That will be the biggest question. So, but again, I think Jerry and uh, Jason Garrett, they're all on the same page. Why? Because the guy who writes the check is always in charge in Dallas, and that's the way it works. So, when this happens and how they play this game will be up to Jerry, not up to Jason Garrett. So, uh, so you're on New York. By the way, just to let everybody know, uh, Tarvin's on Tampa Bay over Atlanta, New Orleans over Carolina. He didn't pick his hometown boys. And uh, you and Cuervo, uh, well, you and Tarvin are going Giants. I'm actually going to stick with the Dallas Cowboys in this one, both coaches seem to be safe. That's gonna take us into the next game here on the Cassip World show as we color it Room Hall. It is the Detroit Lions. They're five and ten. Losers of their last two Green Bay won last week. Man, you want to talk about a yarner. And now normally this game is not a yarner. Normally we're talking about, you know, this game and then of course the Chicago Bears. What are they gonna do? By the way, how the Chicago Bears, you know, they're they're playing Minnesota. These two you know, I love week seventeen, especially in the NFC North. I would like to see the switch on this one though. I would have loved to see Green Bay take on the Chicago Bears in week 17 seventeen. Uh, but both that when we get to the Chicago grade that's gonna be uh, a good setup. But I don't even know how to pick this game. I'm just picking Green Bay by default because they're a home and the better quarterback is there. Um, Tarvin is on the Green Bay Packers as well. I don't have a lot to say there. Um, The Green Bay Mm -hmm. Packers are going to have a new coach next year. Um, And uh, you look at uh, Patricia, he is safe for the year as well. So having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. Both of these coaches seem to be safe. Who do you have in this one? Um.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think Green Bay wins because um, I think the game is in Green Bay, if I'm thinking correctly here. Yeah, the game's at Lambeau. So, um, you know, I mean, Green Bay's – did you know Green Bay hasn't won? Actually, they just won their first
1: game last week on the road. On the road. That's crazy
2: yep. to think about
1: that is especially so- with especially with the supposed baddest man on the planet which he's not now always be Tom Brady until he hangs up the cleats that having been said you know, you know, th- we get it to the top. Well, look where the Patriots are compared to Aaron Rodgers. Look what happens when you take a pay cut instead of taking the money. Um, you know, there's so many arguments back on fo- back and forth on who is the baddest man on the planet. But the Green Bay Packers, you know, th- well, this is a football team that's under illusions of grandeur because they think, it, it, just like that fan, you know, three years ago, I don't know. if, he, Well, you remember Packer backer calling? Yep, everybody just steps up. Oh well, guess what? yeah, Dave ran out of personnel to step up Cuervo and that leaves Aaron Rodgers with the shoulder injury because he's got to carry this team yet again so he might as well get some money so I have no problem with Aaron Rodgers taking the money because management isn't doing their job to help them be better Speaking of Sonny, I,
2: we haven't heard from Packer back in a while. I wonder what he's up to.
1: I wonder Probably. what he's doing yeah, the last couple of years has been kind of rough on him I imagine
2: yeah, I'm sure he's probably hiding in his, his mother's basement or something, <laughs> crying himself to sleep every night. Yep. Where did my Where did my Packers go? Well, some guy named Poor Khalil guy. Mack came over to the division and took over. But yeah. <laughs> by the way, the baddest man on the planet is Tom Brady. Absolutely. Uh, but he'll be passing he'll be passing that that crown that title over to a certain Mitch Trubisky. Here in the next few years but look I, 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 I'm sorry I digress honey. I'm sorry I digress
1: I, digress. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm yeah. gonna have to refer you to I'm gonna have to refer you to a rehab in in California because oh, I I cannot believe you just made that statement um as far as that's concerned but you know that you know that's, that's you know it's just kind of the way we roll here on the what couch can I say the sports show but what can I it, say? I'm I, thinking, I I don't think so. Bears. I have an addiction.
2: I, I, don't think I have so, an can. addiction. I have an addiction, and it's to the Chicago Bears. I'm sorry. I,
1: I guess. Oh my gosh, it's like a sweet tooth. Are you getting fat over there? Yeah, he's getting fat <laughs> on Mitchell <laughs> Trubinsky. Oh my god. You know, you But, but here's one thing. Here you go. You know, it, they made the playoffs. They are in good shape. They wrapped up the NFC North. I can understand. You know where you're. Where you you're right, but. The, the fact that you just stated that Mitchell just decided is going to be the baddest Bless man on the planet. For me. No for me. I mean Nobody asked for your opinion, so, Steve Nobody asked for your opinion, Stephen A. Eh? Yes, yeah, yeah Steve, Steve's, got, Steve's got a lot to say about that one. So you know and this one just don't have a lot to talk about. you know, Green Bay, Detroit, I expect Detroit to be a better football team, but they definitely uh, need to shore up, but definitely in the defense. Um, in the secondary, you know, most teams that have the problems that Detroit Lions have, they need that to make sure they get there, and they're one player on the offensive side. But there's a lot of rumors about Matthew Stafford not even being the quarterback next year. I don't know. Did you read that? And what do you take of the fact that there are rumors that Matthew Stafford might be not be in Detroit? I don't believe him myself.
2: I, I I don't believe it either. And I think if the Detroit Lions were to move in a different direction from, from – uh... Matthew Stafford, I think, it'd be, I think it'd be a mistake. Look, I know Matt, I'm know i not saying Matthew Stafford's a top-tier quarterback, okay?
1: But he He's is not. the best
2: thing right now for the Detroit yeah. Lions. You're I not going to find anything better right now.
1: They, they need number anything one wide receiver. No. I mean, they, they, I mean,
2: they're, they're not going
1: to find and anything thought, better. It, well, it, it seems that's the thing. Since Calvin Johnson retired the first two years, I'm going to tell you right now, Matthew Stafford has spread the ball around, okay? But you, you take a number one, a number one wide receiver from your number one franchise quarterback, you're just killing it. I mean, you're killing your team. Um, so that that's something that you've got to look out for. You know, when you are Matt Patricia, I mean, you got an attitude problem with your guy. Okay, you better fix that really quick because it's going to be a long, long season in reality in order to get you set and ready to go. Because he's got to be your quarterback. You there's no other franchise quarterback that the the Detroit Lions are going to get unless they pull it out of the draft, and they can't afford that either. So you might as well settle in for the next couple of years. I say three years with Matthew effort at the quarterback position in Detroit. So you better give him some weapons so he can utilize the arm because that guy's got probably the the strongest arm in the NFL and he is underrated, but he's underrated because he doesn't have the talent around him to get the job done. But I will also say sometimes this guy doesn't make the right decisions. All we gotta do is go back a couple of years where he's, you know, leaning on Calvin Johnson but not utilizing his tight end position. And we've talked about that on the show. This is a guy that refuses to throw the ball to the tight end for some reason, especially in the red zone. And when you talk about tight ends that are the best that have ever played the game. What do they do? They utilize that guy in the, in the red zone. They utilize them, you know, in the end zone when they're in the red zone. So there's something wrong with Matthew Stafford on trying to find a tight end because I, I don't know the staff. I don't even really know how to go looking for it. But I'm going to tell you right now, you take away this year, you go past the, from back years on, the, this guy does not throw touchdowns to, to tight ends. I would say he's got less than five in five years before this season to a tie did. That's just the way this guy plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean,
2: here's the thing. I, I, I kind of understand why, though. Um, Matthew Stafford, I think his arm talent is too good to mm-hmm. waste, and I think that's why you see him in an offense where they love to throw the deep ball. Because they can't – they can get away with it. I mean, they have Matthew Stafford, one of the strongest arms in the game. Yeah. So, that's a follow of that they've been using, is to, to utilize that, that arm strength of Matthew Stafford. Here's the thing, though. When they had Calvin Johnson, when they had Golden Tate, you could get away with it. When your number yeah. one receiver is Marvin Jones, who's in and out of the yeah. lineup – Kenny Galladay. And I love this guy. still developing. Yeah. Uh, a Galladay who's, in, who's, who's still learning and developing as a wide receiver, you can no longer do those things. You have, to get, you have to get shorter in the passing game, all right, and utilize your tight ends, okay? And, and, and you know, Absolutely. like we said, you know, the best thing for Eric Ebron was for him to leave and go to a team like the Indianapolis Colts. Look what he's done for them and i'm sure the detroit lions are kicking themselves in the head saying how could we let such a talent go to waste absolutely because of our quarterback you know because of our quarterback who doesn't utilize tight ends in the red zone because he was so dependent on calvin johnson and now he's probably he's probably going to be a pro bowl tight end as an indianapolis colt so yep um you know that that's the difference that a quarterback can make for a guy. Um, But, yeah, I mean, again, I I think Matthew Stafford not being the quarterback of the Detroit Lions anymore is really going to set them back
1: a lot farther than people realize. I agree. That's why they can't afford to do it. And if they do it, they've lost their mind. I mean, guys, they've
2: locked him – haven't they locked him up financially? Yeah. Didn't didn't he just get an extension? They locked him up,
1: yes. Four year, four year extension, uh, but that was before Patricia walked in the door. So I don't know what kind of relationship yeah, you know, they got and things like that. But is that that kind of relationship, you better figure it out. Hey, listen, when you're Matt Patricia, you come from Tom Brady, and you drop to Matthew Stafford. Believe me, you know the 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 comfort level that they probably have together right now. It's probably not there. It does take time to develop that chemistry and figure it out. And Really, in reality, when you think about Matt Patricia, his nose shouldn't be in there anyway. This guy's a defensive mind, so they need to make sure that their offensive uh, mindset is all set there. And I, I forget the guy's name up there; it, it's uh, Joe Bob or somebody who's up there. Um, they need to, if they're going to do anything, they need to let that guy go and get someone who can uh, lead the offense. W- you know, with someone uh, that has the credentials on the offensive side of the ball to help the Lions. Because listen. The Bears are only going to get better with Mitchell Trubisky. The Packers are always going to be there. And Minnesota, they're always sneakingly good. So they have got to figure out that situation in Detroit so they can maybe make the playoffs. And are you talking about going. the
2: offensive coordinator for the Lions?
1: Yeah, who is that? Joe Bob Kucher or something like that?
2: G- good old Jim Bob Cooter.
1: Jim Bob Cooter or something like Yeah, they're going to have to let yeah, that guy go. They- Yeah, yeah, they're going to have to let that guy go. I mean, obviously Mm -hmm. they're not getting that job done. Look at the record. I mean, if you look at the point score and everything else, if you take away trash points at the end of a game, uh, those numbers are not impressive. So you're going to have to get somebody else in there um, as far as the offense is concerned if you're thinking about the Lions. And I think that's the route they should go obviously, before they let go of their, you know, franchise quarterback. You know, that just sounds stupid. Now, the Jacksonville jaguars they're god awful. They won last week, though. They're 5-10. Houston lost last week. They're 10-5. and They've wrapped up everything. Nothing in line. Houston better not play any of their starters. Why? Because this is a football team that is known to get hurt. So J.J. Watts, uh, the other guy on the other side, a couple of guys on the defensive secondary better not even suit up. Uh, because the Houston Texans need to go into this op- or into this playoffs the extra season with being healthy, and if you have J.J. Watts out on the football field, they're just asking for an injury to happen. Uh, Jacksonville might even just do it just because they can. I got actually, I I don't even know what what I've been smoking. I'm on Jacksonville in this game because I have a feeling that if they do it right, they're not going to have their guys in this game uh, in order for them to risk injury, and if they do, they're completely and utterly idiots over there in Houston, and then you got to look at Bill O'Brien going, what are you thinking? A major injury kills the Houston Texans' chances in the playoffs, um, especially J.J. Watts or your quarterback or the wide receiver. His name slipping my mind. But I-, I want to tell you right now, this is a team that can ill afford injury. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually on Jacksonville, not because I think they're a better football team, but when you take the key opponents out of there. Uh, key components out of a football team in week number 17, the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think, have an opportunity when And Blake Bortles will look like he's a superstar, and he'll grab onto another team someplace else. But he won't be a starter. He will definitely be a backup.
2: Yeah, so DeAndre Hopkins is the receiver that you were thinking of. Son, down
1: there that is school. who I was thinking of. Yes, sir. Phenomenal talent.
2: I-, I think he's the best receiver in the game today. Yeah, I said it. I think he's uh, the best you receiver in the game. Wow. Look, I, as much as I like you know, Odell Beckham and, and Julio and Antonio Brown and all those guys, I, I I like consistency from my receiver. And I think I think we can be honest with ourselves here. DeAndre Hopkins has been the most consistent receiver in the NFL this year. All right, when and you, you wanna talk, also when you talk the about the
1: that's in the playoffs, because when you talk Odell and Julio Jones, guess where they're not? In the playoffs, they're not. Yeah, they're
2: not in the playoffs exactly. So, uh, you know, and and they have, they have the youngest quarterback. He has the youngest quarterback, the most exciting quarterback. Uh, Absolutely. So, you know, with that, with that all being said, I mean, I, I I honestly think that right now, when you look at the receivers, the top receivers in the game. I I, I honestly don't think that anybody is above DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, he's just playing outstanding football right now. Um, Yep. So, and, and he's not my favorite. I'm not saying he's my favorite receiver,
1: but I think he's the best. I agree. I, I think. I think. I think. You, you think about that. What well, you know? Well, Antonio Brown is in the playoffs, and the Steelers are going to make it. Think about that. But, um, but he's hurt. Well, don't they have uh, so to win today? So that's a big today? question. And they have to win uh, I think today. They I think. Yeah, they have to win today. You're right. So uh, that's Baltimore's where we are right there Pittsburgh. behind them. Baltimore is chewing yeah. it up, and you want to talk about getting hot at the right time? Look at Seattle. Look what they're doing. Hey, listen, I called that. Four weeks ago, I told everybody, to look out! Did I not say on this show yep. that the Seattle Seahawks four weeks ago were not only going to make the playoffs, but they were going to make a, they were going to try to see if they could get a first week bye? Now they're not going to get the first week by. that's not going to happen. But damn, they are playing good football right now, and right now I think is, is the time to get hot. And I think they're going to surprise. The, I think they're going to surprise teams in the NFL in the playoffs I, this year. I really do.
2: Yeah, I think we noticed the end of October going into November, Sonny, because the big thing that I that I saw in the Seattle Seahawks, the biggest change, was the play of the offensive line.
1: Once Absolutely. I saw
2: that Russell Wilson was getting protection, that's when I knew. I said, you know, Seattle's Seattle's taken off, and, yep. and and this could this could be scary because you're talking about a team with, you know, that, that was just in two Super Bowls less than five years ago. Absolutely. Within the past
1: five years, they they were and that defense one of Super Bowl. Listen, they may not have the name, but that defense is one of the best in the NFL. I forget where their rankings are, but they're top ten in every in, in, in every ranking on the defensive side of the ball. That will get you into the playoffs. Period.
2: So that that's Amazing. that's what that's what I think is just, you know, I think uh, you know you, you've got a good point, Sonny, because it's a playoff team. That has experience, and a team with experience over over a team with a better record will win nine times out of ten and okay. there's always that chance that you know Seattle runs into the Rams or something who's who's got less experience, but they're probably more talented let's be honest um, um, and they could they could you know potentially beat Seattle for the third time. I mean, they disrupt them in the regular season, right? Yeah, that so sounds bad. The, who's the, you know, so, I mean, you know, beating them a third time should be no problem, right? Well, should that doesn't always happen that way. So, shouldn't yeah. be. Keyword shouldn't. Uh, Houston but, or Jacksonville?
1: You know,
2: I still like Houston.
1: Okay. All right. So I'm the only one on the jag side, that, you know, arresting players. I'm, a, I, I'm either going to have a great week or a horrible week, <laughs> but it is what it is. So you know, uh, getting all squared away. That's going to lead us into our next game, folks. We realize we're not spending a lot of time on them because we got all of the games on the NFL this week to cover. So that having been said, that takes us to the Miami yeah, Dolphins no on Yeah, yeah, no Monday night game. That takes to the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. The Miami Dolphins, they are 7-8, the losers of their last two, which put them out of playoff contentions. Buffalo Bills have been out for a long time. They are 5-10. and 10. Uh, someone's got to win the game. I think Miami's just a better football team. I don't know what we're going to get, though, so it's hard for me to pick the Miami Dolphins in this game, except for the fact that Ryan Tannehill has got a lot to play for. He is playing for his NFL starting career uh, in this game. I said it last year, the, the best thing that happened to Ryan Tannehill is that he got injured, and he could be the starting quarterback of this Miami football team midseason. That's what, that's exactly what happened. Uh, so that good things happens for him. Now he's got to prove it out on the football field. Um, and I think they just have the better team. I I don't know how many people are going to play a hundred percent in this game. I'm just going to take a flyer on this one and go, who's the better quarterback. And it is Ryan Tannehill, even though they got that young stud up there in Buffalo right now. I think Buffalo, you know, losers last week. The way they lost that game wasn't cool either. Uh, So I'm going to just go on it. It's week 17. It's in division game. I'm just going to go ahead and take the winger on it. The better record, um, and they lost their last two. I'm just going to head up on Miami Mm -hmm. in this one. Yeah,
2: I I like Miami too, Sonny. Um, I think that uh, you know it's and the reason I like Miami is because. You know, I think they're the better team, but I think it's 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 an emotional day for the Buffalo Bills as an organization. I agree. Um, you know, reason is because you know, I mean, there's there's that possibility that um, Sean McDermott is is not there next year. Do I do I actually think that's the case? Mm, probably not. I think I think he's safe. Uh, but, but there's um, light at the
1: end of the tunnel for him. I mean, look at Buffalo this year. We have talked a lot about the Buffalo Bills this year, which, let's be honest, Claire, both, we never talked about the Buffalo Bills in reality except for a couple of years ago when their defense was amazing, right. and that's when Todd Bolster took that job instead of the Jets. Take away from that. We don't talk about the Buffalo Bills. With Sean McVay at the the head coaching position, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and maybe that's the team that might step up against uh, the uh, New England Patriots as they are on the decline, let's be honest, okay? They're not that same team that it's it's automatic until someone actually – uh, wins the division besides them, but the only team right now that I can look at, uh, the only one close would be the Buffalo Bills. So I think they keep McDermott. Obviously, that whole situation down there, Miami. Who's the coach up there? I kind of forget who's the coach in Miami. So, Who is that? Do you know?
2: Yeah. So Adam, Adam Gates and there's 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 okay, rumors swirling. Yes,
1: there yep. he's
2: not safe. There's rumors swirling. He he's not safe. Either. So <clears throat> you know that that's that's I guess that's the other. You know, on both sides, you've got some emotions riding on both teams. But, um, you know, it's not even about the coach in Buffalo. It's more about uh, a a retirement announcement. If you haven't heard, uh, defensive tackle Kyle Williams has already announced that today's his last game. And, And look, when Buffalo, just a few years ago, when Buffalo's defense was a top five defense, Kyle Williams he was, was oh, yeah. one of the, one of the anchors of that defense. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, for those who don't really know the background of the Buffalo Bills in the past couple of years, uh, Kyle Williams was a vital piece of that, of that defensive line uh, in Buffalo. So um, you know, he, he's going to be missed a lot up there. I agree. Uh, you know, Buffalo Bills fans and, and the organization, his teammates—you know—it's—it's it's an emotional day. So I don't know if that's going to be something that that really affects their gameplay today, or maybe they play some inspired football and they and they turn around and they and they make a—you know—they win a game for him. Let him let him go out a winner. Uh, might not be a Super Bowl winner, but you know, you win your last game of your career. There's nothing wrong with that. So um,
1: something to look forward to I guess, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you, you, you finish your career on a positive note if you're Kyle Williams. Um, I just don't know if that's going to be the case, though. I think I think it could go either way uh, as far as emotions are concerned. So we'll have to sit back and, and, and see what happens. But uh, I, I like Miami just because they're the better talent. And,
1: yeah, you know,
2: I, I think Adam Gates is in more trouble than Sean McDermott is. And that could oh, be big motivation time. for the Dolphins. To uh, say, nah, no, coach, you know, you're not done here yet. We we, we want you here. And we're gonna go out and we're gonna win this game for you. So you
1: but, never know. Should have been fired for the Jay Cutler idea, but that's a different story. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, well, I mean, those two, like,
2: those two were peas in a pod, Sonny. So that 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 was something that you
1: if we really
2: thought about it, we should have known that that was gonna happen.
1: Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Especially with T- Tannehill being down for the season, so that's where that's so, all right. Hey, we did it. Our first hour, we actually finished on time. So we're gonna do this. We're gonna cut it. Now, are you uh, stepping away or are you staying the full three?
2: I'm staying the full three, Sonny. No high and tight today, okay. since since I got uh, the next couple days off.
1: So I'm here with you till so the end. Gonna... Rock and roll. All right, we're going to do this. We're going to do it on time. Our first break on the Couch Potato Sports Show happens now. When we come back, we'll take a look at all the other games uh, that are going on in the NFL. On That being said, we'll be right back. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your rally at Eagles, letting you know about Baggies Web Solution. Do you need a website but not sure where to start? Baggies will listen to your needs, find out what's important to you, and provide a game plan to help you and your business succeed. So call Baggies Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggy's Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your rally at Eagles, letting you know about Baggy's Web Solution. Why should you choose Baggy's Web Solution? We believe in giving our client the ultimate in flexibility. We only use the industry standard software, providing you with almost limitless options when configuring your website and email. Want to use WordPress? No problem. Want to use Google Apps for email? No problem. So call Baggies Web Solution at 214 431 4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggies Web Solution. Simple, local, perfect. This is seven Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Karen McKinney of Budget Blinds of Rowlett. Find a little inspiration by browsing our product, whether it be the latest trends, child safety, or smart home technology, and more. Contact Karen McKinney at 972-722-9300 or visit her on the web at budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. You can also learn who they are, as well as their approach and products, and you can also schedule a free home consultation. Again, contact Karen at 972-722-9300, or log online, budgetblinds.com forward slash Newly constructed,
2: this lovely colonial couple features charming design and an asymmetrical roof. Household comes pre-furnished with one full cat. And two sets of matching parents. Bright accents and pleasant decor. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent.
1: Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs. For homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett, give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. Built in 2004,
2: this Midwestern family boasts strong foundations with sunny interiors. Plus, two twin-sized girls, one fixer-upper son, and one built-in bloodhound. Also comes attached with walk-in in-laws, located just around the corner. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because
1: they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a RE-MAX agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett, give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. This is 7 Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett, equals asking, are you dealing with unpleasant smells or odors in your home? Is there a foul odor that you just can't find? Your best bet is to contact my friend, Michael Smith of Lone Star State Mitigation. Mike is an expert when dealing with pet odors, urine, smoke, or unpleasant smells that you just can't pinpoint. He's also an expert in dealing with issues after a pipe burst in your home or an emergency that causes damage. You need to contact Mike at Lone Star State Mitigation. Give him a call at 469-360-2997. Lone Star State Mitigation, restoring the calm after the storm. This is 7 o'clock radio voice at your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about Perfection Body Sculpting. Are you tired of seeing those love handles or do you just want to change your own image of yourself for a new you? Make sure you check into Perfection Body Sculpting located in the heart of Rowlett. A $69 initial consolation fee includes a 30-minute session of Laser Lipo. So start the New Year's off with a new amazing special from Perfection Body Sculpting. And remember, your goals are our highest priority. Contact Tammy at 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionsbodysculpt.com. All right, we are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Tony Clark, the hardest-working man in sports radio, as we are here on week number 17 of the NFL. It is that being said. Our Sunday morning tradition continues on as we are set, and we are looking at all the games here on a Sunday morning. Also, don't forget a special show as we will look at the Sunday Splat and the Black Monday Casualties. That happened uh, tomorrow as well as what happens here tonight uh, as we are looking at, at new beginnings for new coaches and new teams and things of like that. sort, it should be interesting to see where that ends up going. Who's the first one that gets their neck up on the uh, plank there for the uh, – For the guillotine. So that's the biggest question in reality. But that's where we are. It is week number 17. They're going to go right into our next game here on the couch for the sports show. as we're talking about as we always do. And this one's going to be an interesting one. not. The New York uh, Jets losers of their last two New England Patriots. I don't even want to spend a lot of time on this one because the Jets are so bad and they're going to make that uh, coaching change. I don't know if there's a coaching change that's going to happen in New England. It's not going to be because it's going to be Black Monday. It'll be because Bill Belichick steps to the side if that's what he supposedly or uh, is rumored to be doing depending on who you believe. Uh, Listen, Bill Belichick doesn't give anybody an indication of anything. So that being said, you never know what you're going to get from Bill Belichick at the coaching position. Uh, Will he stay? Will he not? But they kept that young gun as the offensive coordinator there, Cuervo, for a reason. Um, But I don't think he's planned on staying for too much longer at an assistant coach and slash offensive coordinator because he plans on being that for the next five years. So, you know, that whole situation that happens up in New England, what do you think about New England? Because I know you're going Patriots. They're playing in Gillette. Unless you think that there's, you know, you're just not going to get anything from the uh, Patriots at home in week 17.
2: Well, I don't think that's going to happen, Sonny. I think I think we know <clears throat> the Patriots too well, excuse me. <clears throat> but – um you know they don't they don't lay down even if they're even if they're you know 13 and you know two right now or whatever their record I don't think they're 13 and two but you get my point I mean hell they were they they were 15 and 0 and they went out and you know went 16 and 0 so it's not like they're gonna sit back on on a on a week 17 game especially against a terrible Jets team that knows that change is coming starting tomorrow anyway so I fully expect the Patriots uh, to handle this game with no problems. Really not much to talk about, in my
1: opinion, here. So uh, I like New England. The, the only thing really to talk about in this game, Cuervo, is the standings on where New England is. So right now they're 10-5. and 5, They can go 11-5. and 5, And they have an opportunity, depending upon what another team does, as far as I know of, Um, That if they do get the victory, they have an opportunity uh, to go ahead Uh and get a first round bye, obviously being on top of the AFC, uh, but... Uh, depending on the situation, they'd be 11-5. and five. Uh, So um, if Kansas City and Los Angeles both lose today, which I doubt will end up happening, um, but if one of them loses, they have an opportunity to go ahead and uh, get that. And I'm not sure who it was. If, I think as if Los Angeles loses, because if I'm not mistaken, Kansas City beat the, the Patriots earlier this year on the road. No, and the Patriots won that game. It was a Sunday night game. It
2: was okay. a really good. I game.
1: wonder <laughs> I wonder who gets in um at 11 at, at 11 and 5. Um if New England wins and uh Kansas City or Los Angeles lose today, um one of those one of those team I don't know. I don't I I just heard there's a chance for the Patriots to make the playoffs, um but it would have to be because the Kansas City Chiefs or the Chargers lose. I'm not sure which one it is, but I heard that there's slim pickings for that. So, that, that, listen, the Patriots have something to play for it because I'll tell you right now, a buy, the buy makes the Patriots more dangerous, in my opinion, because you give Bill Belichick two weeks to figure out who he's going to play. That, you're, you're in a lot of trouble. That is never good for any football team after – the, the Patriots come off a bye. The only difference in that one would be it's going to be one of two teams. So uh, you got to look at it that way. But still, coming off a bye, and, you know, I, I feel sorry for anybody who would have to face the Patriots off a bye okay. if they got it. All
2: right, so I got, I got your scenarios right here for you, Sonny. So,
1: Good man. Uh, I'll try I knew I could them. depend I'll, on I'll, you.
2: Yeah, I'll read through them as fast as I can because I know we're on the time crunch uh, for, for the show. So, it says right here, Kansas City will clinch the AFC West Division title and home field advantage throughout the playoffs with a, with a Chiefs win or a Chiefs tie plus a Chargers loss or a tie. Or, here's a third scenario, Chargers lose, Patriots lose their tie, and then the Houston Texans uh, lose their tie. Fourth scenario, Chargers lose, New England loses their tie, in uh, Kansas City clinches at least a tie in strength of victory tiebreaker over Houston.
0: Does that wow. Make sense?
2: Okay. There you go. So well, uh, yeah. Uh, for a buy, just to get the buy, uh, Kansas City needs the Chargers to lose plus a Patriots loss or tie. That's scenario one. Scenario two is a Chargers loss plus a Houston Texans loss or tie, and then the third scenario is a Chargers loss plus uh, plus Kansas City, at least ties in their game, they'll get the strength of victory tiebreaker over Houston. So there's your situation there. Right. That's so I know that much. that was a lot to digest at once, but yeah. uh, basically, no if the Chiefs win and the Chargers lose, um, it doesn't it doesn't seem like uh, whatever New England does is going to matter too much. And, th- and that makes sense because they're in the same division. So, uh, right. Kansas City just needs to make sure that they beat the Raiders, which shouldn't be too difficult to do. And then they just need the Chargers to lose
1: to uh, Denver. So there, there you go, and I don't see that happening either. But uh, it, it is what it is. So it should be an interesting, uh, interesting week. But now that you say that, Guerrero. And that you ran through them. Let's head to the NFC side because we got an NFC matchup and NFC the West matchup of the Arizona mm-hmm. Cardinals and the uh, Seattle Seahawks. I'm all over Seattle and this. In reality, because of that situation. So let's uh, read off what you've got as far as the NFC. Do you have the NFC uh, playoff scenarios set I do. up right in front of you? What, I what do. what do those add up to?
2: All right, so we'll, I'll start from the bottom uh, with the wild card situations, and then we can work our way up into the buys and all that stuff, which, I mean, it's already it's already determined. New Orleans has the number one seat, so we're not even going to get into that. So, uh, you know, as far as uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are concerned, right? Oh, that's yeah. the first team I'll go into. So they will clinch a playoff berth, as long as they win and uh, Minnesota loses to my Chicago Bears. So that's why Eagles fans are Bears fans today. So shout yes. out to the Eagles fans. All right. <laughs> now, Minnesota, Minnesota will clinch a playoff berth uh, if they beat or tie the Bears today or the Philadelphia Eagles lose or tie. So basically they don't – basically the Eagles cannot win if Minnesota is going to get in. All right, so that's Minnesota's scenario. That's what they need. All right, working our way up to uh, the greatest NFL franchise in the world, the Chicago Bears, <laughs> they clinch the bye as long as we win and the Rams lose. Now, as I mentioned before, the Rams got some guys that are sitting out uh, due to injury uh, reasons, not, not coaching decision, but for actual injuries. So basically the Bears need to take care of business and the Rams need to lose to San Francisco. <clears throat> and then last but not least, the Rams uh, will get the bye if, as long as they win or the Bears lose or tie their game today. So if the Rams win, they get the bye no matter what, just because of record. They have a better exactly. record. Yeah. So, so that, there you that, go. That's, that's the, it's, a, it's more cut and dry in the NFC, Sonny. It's not as complex or
1: complicated. Um, but um, But that's what's going on in the NFC. Got it. So, and Seattle uh, in their situation, uh, you know, they have Arizona. Arizona don't have a chance. The only thing I think is your prediction, I think, may come true. I'm like, uh, and we went, we've gone back, and by the way, I checked this out. Six years we've been talking about Larry Fitzgerald to the New England Patriots. Because I'm going to tell you right now, after this year, I don't think Larry Fitzgerald wants to end his career on this. Uh, he's not necessarily a prideful guy, but I don't think he could let that go. Um, you know, this horrible season, I think we see one more season from Larry Fitzgerald and your trade, uh, maybe not necessarily trade, but the, the situation with Larry Fitzgerald being the new England Patriot, I think comes to pass this year, at least for your sake, as far as the prediction is concerned.
2: Well, I mean that would be that would be crazy if that actually did happen. Um,
1: you know, just I
2: it was just really a theory that I had years ago and for for it to actually come true a few years later, that would be something, but um but I just I just think that he wants to you know, go out and, as a winner and I mean, what better chance than being in New England? I mean, yeah. you're talking about being with the Arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. I
1: mean, it doesn't. The scenario doesn't really get a whole lot better than than that. Yep. And he so. won't be a number one. That's not the opporti- That's not what Larry does anymore. Which in turn fits exactly what the Patriots want to do. Well, not want. That's just what they do. Um, they don't really have a number one wide receiver on that football team in reality, because every uh, the, whoever you think it is is a number two or a number three on a different uh, football field uh, football team. So, um, Seattle, mm-hmm. Arizona, you on uh You on Seattle?
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: So, uh, with everybody beyond Seattle, as Cuervo had that, just really quick, uh, Tarvin, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Giants, Green Bay, Houston, Buffalo, New England, and Seattle to this point, Cuervo, Atlanta, Carolina. That's wow. I'm still kind of Giants, Green Bay, Houston, Miami, New England, and Seattle. Um, I'm on Atlanta, New Orleans, Dallas. Uh, Green Bay, Jacksonville, Miami, New England, and Seattle It's up to this point. That's where we are as far as our picks are concerned. So that's going to take us into the next game that we got going on here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we're going to cover them all like we always do. By the way, um, we got to figure out times and stuff like that, Querbo. folks. Uh, but guess what? We're on to your game, and, you know, the Chicago Bears – You know, they don't need the game, but what's on the line is a first-round bye. That means means the 49ers have to beat the Rams, and the Chicago Bears have to win this game, but with Minnesota having to win this game, too – oh, 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 does it ever bring forth a great NFC North matchup in the trenches, a slobber knocker, any other kind of adjective that you want to use here because this game is going to be played like it's week number one um, in reality. So there are a lot of things in play here, Cuervo, and one of them is the injury factor. How long do you let the injury factor be a factor in this game if you're the Chicago Bears?
2: Well, I mean, I'll just go ahead and say it. Matt Nagy has already said he's playing to win this game.
1: He's not worried
2: about injuries. He's not going to be over conservatives because that's just not who he is. He's not a – he's aggressive. And if you haven't noticed that uh, with the the way the Chicago Bears play offensively uh, for the first time in the history of the franchise, uh, we're actually aggressive for once. Finally. Um, Yeah. Yeah. it's not going to change just because it's week 17, okay? it's just not going to change. So I think that what what the Bears what Matt Nagy is going to be doing as well though,
1: um
2: uh, from what I'm from what I'm hearing is that he's going to be scoreboard watching. He is. He's going to be scoreboard watching. Of course he um, is. If you know, I mean if if the Rams are are, you know, handling business against the 49ers and it doesn't look like uh they have a chance to lose that game, then I think he may call the dogs off uh, because Cuervo, trying to win a game that, that doesn't do anything do for that. you,
1: he can't do that, Cuervo, because the Bears play in the early slot, the Rams play in the evening, uh, in the afternoon slot.
2: Actually, so that he, changed. That changed. Oh, they're right. both playing. They, they play in the both. They both play in the late slot, so they're both that's, playing at the oh, same time.
1: All right, so the Bears moved to the afternoon slot. Oh, wow. Correct. How neat Correct. is that? Hey, sometimes the NFL yep. does something right. How about that? That's awesome. All <laughs> right. Um, especially if you're a red zone fanatic like we are. So that this afternoon is going to be Awesome uh, over on NFL Red Zone. But uh, looking at this game, you know, Minnesota right now, they control their own playoff destiny on Sunday, so they got to beat the Bears in order for them to get in there. The Bears right now, who are almost locked into the number three in the NFC playoffs right now, um, but, again, you know, with the opportunity, with, the, with a bye, uh, I think the Bears need that because Chris Long's coming back in this game, Cuervo. So a week off after playing, I think that would be really good for Chris Long in reality. So what do you think the impact that Chris Long is going to be in this game? Do you think you will see a lot of them in this game? Or or how do you think, you know, the whole plan of bringing Chris Long back into the lineup for the Chicago Barons happens? Um, I mean, I, he's I mean
2: he's a Pro Bowl guard, and, he, and you're referring to Kyle Long. He, he got the Kyle, brothers mixed what if up. They up. Chris, okay. yeah, yeah, I got their brothers. Back. Yeah, I got you.
1: Your back. Awesome. Hey, I did not um, call him the best co-host on Blog Talk Radio for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was an easy
2: one. Me being a Bears fan, I mean, I have to know that stuff. But I'm back. yeah, I mean, look, Kyle Long is a pro. He's a pro Bowl guard, so it's 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 a. I think it's a big, it's a big, um, it's a it's a big boost confidence, you know, confidence wise to bring him so. back in in the lineup uh you know so that that's that's big i I, i'm glad that he's going to play um there's a couple guys that are going to be out for the for the bears though which which kind of sucks but look i'd rather have them sit out today than next week or two weeks from now depending on what happens so and i'm I'm referring to eddie jackson the uh the now all pro safety um so he's going to be sitting out i think Anthony Miller who got into that scuffle with Richard Sherman last week um is going to be out for today's game uh, Probably, so, so those know. are <laughs> yeah yeah I know I know. You know I mean you know I'm I'm proud of I'm proud of the guys you know they stick up for each other and and they didn't they didn't back down you know just because they're on the road or just because it's Richard Sherman look I mean I, I you know i've I've always been a, a a fan of Richard Sherman not for his not for his attitude but just his play on the field He's an outstanding yeah player. uh but yeah. um but he you know he he is he is a he is a trash talker whatever and um you know but I'm just glad that the bears didn't back and they had each other's back that that was probably my favorite thing so right um so you know, i i i think that's what makes this team special. It is this is the first time I've really seen this out of a Chicago Bears team in, in quite some Absolutely. Time. And Since and, the Lovey and there's something
1: that, yeah, it's it, well, I think even Lovey dropped it a little bit in that, but I think it's more now. And I think that does. It comes from the top. It comes from the coach. It comes mm-hmm. from everybody that wants to you know you know be there. I, I agree with you. But you know, I, I look at this game, the the Bears and the Minnesota Vikings. You know, the Minnesota Vikings guaranteed $84 million to one Kirk Cousins, okay? This is a guy I hope falls on his place because he doesn't deserve this contract, never did, never will, never all of that. I mean, I can go into it, but it's a must-win. So this is the game that Kirk Cousins has to prove himself. He's worth this money, Cuervo. And, you know, as much as I want to, and it's not just a dig, Uh, you know, for, for the Chicago bear fans or anything, but I just don't see this guy stepping up and doing what he's supposed to do as a number one quarterback in this league. And I can't even jokingly take Minnesota. Now, Tarvin took Minnesota in this game. Um, I don't know if it's because he thinks that Kirk Cousins will live up to $84 million, but this is the game that they are paying him for, Cuervo. This is the all-important $84 million question, who do you got a quarterback? And if he drops the ball here, Cuervo... I'm going to tell you right now, mm-hmm. all bets are off as far as that's concerned up in Minnesota. He'll be there next year, but boy, there's going to be a bad taste in the mouth when it comes to Minnesota Viking football next year. Not from just the, uh, the players and everything out on the football field, but the fans are going to eat this guy alive if they do not get there. Cause the only thing that's sticking in their mind is when he was a Washington Redskins and he said, how do you like that? Well, that's what they want. That's what they want today. Um, I can't even I can't even bet on him. I, I can't even jokingly say I want to go the Minnesota uh, Vikings. Uh, I just don't think Kirk Cousins has the stones to be a, a number one quarterback to win the big game, and this is the biggest game of his career. He's going to drop the ball. I'm I'm on Chicago. Yeah,
2: I am too, Sonny. I just I just think, and it's not because I'm you know obviously I'm a Bears fan, yes, but. Um, no, I just think it's more of the style that, that Matt Nagy brings to this team. Uh, yep. He's not going to back down now, like I said, just because it's week 17. Uh, he's going to continue to be aggressive, uh, and I think that, that it includes – Especially winning the game this, today he has
1: nothing to lose in reality to be aggressive and what it does is sends a message to anybody who's playing the chicago bears that you're going to have to deal with an aggressive coach and i think that's a big big thing going into the playoffs where the players are on the coach's side and they want to play for this guy because he's got the right football menta- mentality for this team compared to any other team within the nfl yeah,
2: and you know, it's 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 just it's just awesome to be a part of that conversation of like, you know, teams with with uh, you know, aggressive coach uh or uh you know, high powered offense. I mean, that, yep. I mean, how 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 often have we said Chicago Bears and high powered offense in the same sentence? That doesn't yes. happen. Good so, point. Good point. So it's it's pretty crazy to think about, really. Um, but here we are. You know, here we are. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's pretty
1: wild to think about, Sonny. I think you're in pre- we're in pretty good shape as far as that's concerned, on where uh, your teams are. And that is going to take us into the next game. I'm, I, we're on chi- uh, Chicago. we on Minnesota. Since today, they don't have a chance today. They're playing Pittsburgh at Heinz Field You know, I I have nothing to say about this game. Pittsburgh is going to route them. um, And they need this route in reality, though, Cuervo, because, listen, you want to talk about a team I think that has taken a step back that would be the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think they need to go put a club in on the Cincinnati Bengals to help Marvin Lewis finally lose his job because I don't want to hear about a great effort against the uh, potential AFC North champions that we've decided to keep them on. Hopefully this will be the dagger in Marvin Lewis's heart to where we don't see him anymore um, in reality. So um, this game is more about coaches, you know, will we see Marvin Lewis next year in reality, you know, Mm -hmm. as the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals? You know, every time, every year we we say that it's going to happen, Sonny, and then it doesn't happen. Every single year we said it was going to happen, except one, except (laughs) one year. Um, I think it was last year, wasn't it? Yeah. It, it, well. Yeah, well. No. We thought he was gone because he said he was gone, and then he turned around and and got a two-year contract extension. What a joke! And that was because of right, the Baltimore's effort. We, and, and that's the, uh, huh.
2: Well And that's so, why I'm saying know, we knew he was going to be back this year. So I don't. I think last year we knew it wasn't going to happen. Excuse me. Yeah. It happened. So.
1: So. Yeah, so yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. It's it, it's it's one of those things, but it is what it is. Uh, Pittsburgh should be all over Cincinnati. Marvin Lewis should be out as the head coach uh, after this loss. Um, I, you on know, Pittsburgh, or do you think there's a miracle over in Cincinnati, even though they're on the road in Pittsburgh?
2: Oh no, the Steelers are gonna they're gonna freaking blow the doors off of these guys. So yeah. I, I don't I don't see them winning this game at all. I think Cincinnati is going to go down hard this year. Marvin Lewis will probably finally get fired after saying that it needed to happen for how many years now? I think it's finally gonna happen
1: in February in ten years. Okay, this guy's been the head coach ever since, and I've been calling for his head since year number one on this show. So for ten years, I've been talking about Marvin Lewis, you know, finally being gone. Now, granted, when we first started the show ten years ago, I might have been ahead of my time. Um, you know so but that having been said this guy hasn't gotten out of the first round of the playoffs he's not even going to make the playoffs this year um, so I, I, think, I think the Marvin Lewis uh, experiment will finally be over uh, in reality over there in Cincinnati but that takes us to what I think is the best game of the day I don't know what you got as the best game of the day this is the one I got it is a football team that has Turned around, come back from oblivion. The 7-7-1 seven, seven, Cleveland Browns go on the road to take on the Baltimore Ravens, 9-4. and four. Ravens have won, uh, won two in a row. The Cleveland Browns have won three in a row coming into this one. And not only that, there are a lot of playoff implications on this game for not the Cleveland Browns, although – I. I don't know if there's a scenario they get in. I don't think there is. But Baltimore, this this right here is all, this is a must win for the Baltimore Ravens, and they're just not going to have the walk in the park that they normally get with the Cleveland Browns, who have been one in thirty five in their past two seasons before this season, where they're seven seven and one. And let's be honest, Squareville, this football team is easily and I mean. Easily nine and six if they get one of the overtime victories at you know out, uh, or two of two of the overtime victories and not losing the game they had no business losing during the season. This is a nine and seven football team, which is uh, where uh, Baltimore is right now. Does Baltimore get this victory against the Cleveland Browns, or are the Cleveland Browns going to shock the world and uh, put a hurting on the Baltimore Ravens as far as playoff position is concerned?
2: Yeah, I think I think it's going to be uh it's going to be a tough matchup, Sonny. Um I think is, I think that's uh, Yeah, I mean, I I don't think Cleveland Cleveland's not going to go down without a fight. They're going to be looking for another coach next year, too. Um, yeah. but I, I think that the, uh hey.
1: Hey, listen, arguably, though, Cuervo, uh, who's the defensive coordinator for the Saints when all this, you know, bounty gate thing went down. Williams, Williams coaching this He has not done a bad job the last four weeks as the head coach of this football team. Uh, no, five weeks. Five weeks after they decided to let uh, their, their head coach go. Um, his name slipped in my mind as well. But I see his face, but I, for some reason I can't get it. Hugh, uh, Hugh, so Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson's gone. Yeah, so since Hugh Jackson has left that football team, this seems this been on a roll, well. They only lost one game under his tenure. I mean, I don't know if Williams will be the coach or not, but I'm going to tell you right now, the way they're playing right now, getting him right in there, that's the best thing for Williams in reality because no one's talking about Bouncy Gate except for me in reality. Uh, Greg Williams, all that is in his rear view mirror. I, I think Greg Williams is going to be the coach of this team next year. I honestly do, even though they've Announce that they really want to find a coach. I think it's going to be Greg Williams, especially if they win today. Greg Williams will be the coach of this team next year.
2: Yeah, I don't see it happening though, Sonny. Baltimore's at home. They need this win. Um, I I don't see it happening. Uh, I I definitely think that Baltimore is going to go out there. They're going to they're going to lay it all on the line. Uh, I think there's there's big there's there's a the Ravens will benefit a lot from winning this game. I'll just put it that way. And yeah, you got, if you want to know the specifics, Sonny, I've got them right here. Okay? All right, go
1: through the specifics. So yeah.
2: yeah, so here you go. So if I if I told you that at nine and six, the Baltimore Ravens actually there's there are two scenarios. Okay, get this: there are two scenarios that at 9-6 and six, the Baltimore Ravens could actually still clinch not only the division, but a first-round bye. Let me tell you how that's going to work out. Okay, for Ravens fans out there listening right now, for, in order for your boys to get not just the division, but a first-round bye, you need to win your game, obviously. You yeah. also need the New England Patriots to lose. You need the Houston <sighs> Texans to lose. And – You need – the Tennessee-Indianapolis game cannot, cannot, cannot end in a tie. Okay? So it doesn't matter who wins that game. It just cannot end in a tie. Uh That's scenario one. Scenario two for Ravens Nation. Must win your game. New England has to lose. Houston has to lose. Yep. Yep. Uh, plus, Baltimore will clinch at least a tie and a strength of victory tiebreaker over Houston. So, um, yeah, basically, you need the Patriots and the Texans to lose your, their games today. If that happens, and you guys take care of business at home against ball, uh, uh, Cleveland, which I think will happen, then some way, somehow, at ten and six, the Baltimore Ravens will get a bye week. Over, they will. 11, 11 win teams in the Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Really?
1: Yes. Now, I don't know how I that
2: works. I don't, I don't know. know how it's, that so, works, Sonny.
1: Where's this report coming from? Because the addition is easy. Okay. There will be 10 wins and 11 out of the AFC. Oh, I know why. I know why. Because they'll win the Straight division, though. They win the division. That's why there'll be a higher seed in reality. That's the reason why. But that was.
2: But, but, Sonny, but that's. But both the Chargers and the Chiefs both have 11 wins.
1: So I, I understand I, that. get. But, it, yeah, I don't get it. So. I, a, wild they, they, cannot, a wild card team cannot get a bye. It just. It, 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 I know. They, I know they that. can't. So if the Chargers or the. Uh, Chiefs become a wild card team, even if they have the better record, they cannot be. They cannot get the first round bye. It's just the way it works because of the NFL putting okay, more but, of a importance but, on a division championship. But the division, than, but the division winner, the division winner
2: would get the, should get the bye week, right? With 11 wins
1: or 12 well, potentially. I, I, I get it. I I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's right, but that, that's just the way they figured it out, uh, Cuervo, that you know, whoever, is, whether it's the Chargers or the Chiefs, they're going to end up with a better record than the Baltimore Ravens, but the way that it sets up, they will be better than the, the division winner will be either the Chiefs or the Chargers. After that, mm-hmm. when you're looking at, let me just hit this right here. All right, they, they will end up ten and six because of the strength and schedule. There's no other division champions that are uh, ten and six, if I'm not mistaken. I'll look. Um, well, the New England Patriots are there. That's why that I thought they had that chance of the uh, of the buy. But the strength and schedule, though, get, is on Baltimore's side. So that's the reason why they get up there. And the strength and schedule for Baltimore is better than Houston. That's the reason why Houston wouldn't get it. So that, I get why it happens. I don't like it. It's just the way the NFL wraps up and how they figure out playoffs. I personally think they should just take the, the, the top and, and go with it because it's this kind of scenario that, looks, that makes the NFL look stupid when it comes time for playoffs. But you're right, the way that you just repeated it, I know it's just it's ridiculous. I think they should rank them the way that they are in there and figure out the – well, now, if you want to give the division winners the home playoff games, great, that's fine. But as far as figuring out who will make it and get a first-round bye, I think it's ridiculous. But it is the NFL. But, yeah, that should be interesting. But here, Cuervo, I'm actually – I'm going – and I'm not just doing this to be to be stupid. I think Cleveland's going to go in there and rock them. I th- and I think they're going to put Lamar Jackson. I, listen, I, listen, this is the best time for the Ravens to be good, okay? Because next year, Lamar Jackson's going to be a joke. And if they get rid of Joe Flacco because what they've seen from Lamar Jackson, that would be the uh the Ravens' biggest mistake they make as a franchise. Second-year quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson do not survive the season and or have a good one. That's just the facts. I'm sorry, it is. Um, so, you better do it this year, and I don't know, I don't think, I I, I just don't have enough confidence in Lamar Jackson to beat a Cleveland Brown team that has been on a roll, and they have the momentum, and not only that, they got a players that want to play this game and do well, not just for themselves, not just for the franchise, but for the fans. And this right here would put a monkey wrench in a lot of things that happen here today. And I am actually going Cleveland in this game because I don't think Lamar Jackson has enough goods to get the job done. Well,
2: I mean, I, I do. I do. I do think he has enough. And I think he's going to get it done. So um, I guess that's the difference between, you know, what we both think about Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I mean, yes. I, I, it's I, an I think indictment highly, on him. There's no question. Yeah, I think anyway. a little highly. I think a little highly, more highly of him than you do. Um, I'm not saying he's like, you know, the best thing since sliced bread. Uh, but I do think that he's, you know, He's going to
1: do enough to win this game today, and I think that he's going to – Who starts next year for the Baltimore Ravens? Lamar Jackson or La... Joe Flacco if he's even on the team? I think Jackson does. I think – Oh, wow.
2: I think that the, the – I, I honestly feel like the Ravens believe that they've seen enough from, uh, from Lamar Jackson to say, yep, this is our
1: future right here. Do they keep Flacco and, or do they trade him off to the Arizona Cardinals or the Miami Dolphins or the Buffalo Bills? I mean, that Buffalo good up. luck but taking it. You, you know what I mean?
2: Good luck. Good luck pick, you know, finding a trade partner. I don't, I don't see that happening, but I think it's possible.
1: I wonder what the number is. It'd be very interesting because there are some teams out there that could use the Joe Flacco without question. Um, by the way, and just just to be fourth, straightforward, fourth, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, because I don't like either one of them. I think they're both punks. Baker Mayfield's the better quarterback. So this game is all about defense in reality. Um, and you may be right. I may be picking the wrong team here, um, but... It just depends on whether or not Baker can get the ball down the field up against this defense, and that might be a tough thing. I just Week 17, all kinds of crazy things happen in Week 17. It's the reason why I'm going on the other side on this one on Cleveland. Uh, it, it should be a great game. I can't wait to watch. By, by the way, this is going to be the first week in red zone history where all the games in the afternoon are going to be must-see. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, I think it's I think it's gonna be it's gonna be wild too. Uh especially the afternoon. I mean yeah, the the, the morning the morning games are gonna be good. Uh but my focus is gonna obviously be more on the, the afternoon games. Uh that's yeah. why I'm probably gonna that's you know, I'm probably gonna take care of some errands this morning. Uh but then but then come about you know, one thirty, one fifteen my time here on the west yeah. coast.
1: So uh, it's going to be, gonna be time. time to
2: go. So you're going <laughs> to go. Bear
1: game. You're gonna have the Bear game up on the local television and the red zone on the, on the other one, right?
2: Well, it all depends. I don't know if they're going to be showing the the Bears game locally. Uh, if they do, hey, great. Um, I, I, think,
1: I think that I'll be tuning in. I just don't know Got if it. that's going to be the case. I'm not sure. No, you're going to get the Charger game. Uh, you're going to get the Charger-Denver game. Or, uh, yeah, you're going to get the Charger Charger game. Yep, probably. Yeah, that's the way you're at. Yep, so you'll be watching Red Zone. Or, you know, stealing someone's signal on DirecTV so you can watch it. There you go. (laughs) I have done it before. Yay, yeah, he might as well. Yay, yeah, you know, why not? So that takes us into the next game. I I, I believe for Baltimore and Baltimore for Target. That brings us up to the Charger game. The Chargers lose last week. That was. Not a great loss last week for the Chargers. That having been said, uh, Denver in uh, classic fashion, 6-9. and nine, uh, They have no quarterback. Chargers should roll in this one. I don't have a lot to say about this in reality. I Here's the only thing I wish, and, and I wish this were fans of the Denver Broncos. I wish they were better. But this is a team right here that's going to lose their head catch. This guy's gone. If they keep this guy, I can't even remember him. Mean, he, 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 I, I I saw a meme with him being the, a drive-through McDonald's guy um, for <laughs> for for the uh, you know his next job is the drive-through window guy at McDonald's. Um, and whoever the coach is, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Uh, but I, I think he's gone. So Denver's got a lot of work to do as far as finding a head coach as well. Or do you think he keeps his job?
2: Oh, the guy in Denver, oh God, what's his name?
1: I, I guess forget. that's why they made him a Mcdonald's drive through guy right? Yeah, nobody exactly. knows who he is I don't even, <laughs> I, I i i I know who he is once I hear it It's just though um the guy should have never had the job in the first place in reality, but I'm pulling that up now, but it it's really in reality um this is a football. This is a football team. As far as the Broncos are concerned, they've had a halfway second, second half of the season, but I don't think it's going to be enough to save the uh, the Denver Broncos uh, coach's job. And let me hit the enter button. Bang! And that is. Guy I never heard. Oh no, I've heard of him, uh, Vance Joseph, the head coach of the yeah, Denver Broncos. So his name. yeah, that's yeah his name. that yeah yeah that's his name. He's gone next year. I listen. I'm sorry if if I don't know who you are. Okay, now granted, I I I just read an article about how great the Pittsburgh uh, Pittsburgh Steelers offensive coach is. I, which I'm sorry, it was a joke anyway. I don't know who he is. This one, he's a head coach. And with this record and with the division that they're playing in, Querflo. Look at the Chargers. Look at Kansas City. I, I don't know Oakland. I don't know if they'll ever get their heads out of their ass in order to be good. But Denver, Denver has a team uh, that has the potential to be a playoff team if they have the right players and spot. And I'm not even talking about on the football field. I'm talking about coaching.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's a tough one, Sonny. I, I. I... Denver is a a unique situation and I say that because of the fact that that they have they have in my opinion they kind of underachieved I think they're a better team than what they show Um, I think they are too so so the question becomes quarterback is it is it execution or is it coaching you know and 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 if you believe that it's execution, then maybe some changes personnel wise need to happen, and you keep your coach. But if you honestly believe that it's coaching, then you know obviously it's time to move on from from Vance Joseph as your head coach uh, and you look in, and you look in a different direction, but that that's that's you know John is going to have to sit down and really think about this and say like what is the real?" you know, situation going on with this team. Like, why did we fail to make the playoffs or whatever? You know, again, and really make, make a, make a, a real honest assessment about the situation. And I mean, for his sake, hopefully he, he guesses right, because if he guesses wrong, then I mean, that's going to be something where, you know, it could set them back as a franchise. Um, And, yeah, you know, you're you're gonna be continuing to struggle because Kansas City and the Chargers until Philip reti- until Phillip Rivers retires, uh the, the Chargers aren't going anywhere. They're they're gonna yep. they're gonna to continue to be a, a good team. They're gonna be they're gonna to continue to be a ten win team. Uh you know, Kansas City is, you know, I mean, you see them they're taking off and and, and they're not they're not gonna slow down with Mahomes and Tyree Kill and all those guys anytime soon either, so
0: yeah. It's really
2: gonna it's it's just all about, you know what direction do the Broncos go as far as their team, personnel wise, coaching wise. I mean, they, they need to catch up fast or else it's it's never gonna happen.
1: So Well here's the problem. Here's a couple of things. Number one, you know, you've gotta ask yourself is is it time for John Elway to go? Well, that depends on what Joe Ellis or Pat Bowen uh, both of these guys are fight, fighting for majority ownership of this team. I think Pat Bowen is the one that has the majority ownership, but John Ellis is right there thinking that he you know he should or could or should so the question is is that right now they're fighting over the ownership, so which in turn makes the only steady person over there in reality John Elway and really let 's be honest, this guy can't even find a quarterback in Guess what? He's a quarterback. Um, so I find this as a completely other joke. The ownership situation of, uh, for the um, Denver Broncos, that has got to get steady. That's got to iron itself out because if it's Rocky and rody, guess what? You're going to have John Elway in there doing what? I think it's time for John Elway to go. I mean, really? What have, the, what have the Chargers done in the last what so many years to put them in? The last time they were good, Demarcus Ware was on that football team four years ago. Guess what? They don't. I don't know. I don't think even Ware still plays. So you, 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 you've lost everything. You don't have a quarterback. They haven't had a good quarterback. And John Elway should mm-hmm. be able to find that guy. Remember, he is the, you know, the you know, Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, come on, let's get serious. You know, John Elway should be able to find a quarterback. They haven't been able to do so. Well, no, Peyton Manning, I mean, it's, it's, if you want to give him credit for Peyton Manning, that's fine. But after that, I mean, really, in reality, there's no one there. I mean, I don't know how much credit you can really give anybody
2: <laughs> when Peyton Manning's on your team, because Peyton did, you know he he ran everything. So right, I mean, I don't know how much credit you can give anybody for success with him on your team. But you know, I mean, I mean he got, he had to to pitch it <laughs> to Peyton to come to uh, uh, Denver, and you know, obviously that wasn't that probably wasn't very easy to do. So, with that said, I mean, I, he gets credit for convincing him to come to Denver over other teams. So, I mean, there's that. Other than that, I mean, it's just, every every Peyton Manning-ran team was, was, was all he, – he orchestrated everything.
1: Yeah. And I, so, who knows what's going to happen uh, up on that one. Um, I guess back to the game, um, I'm on Chargers. You on Chargers? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So there's a lot of work that needs to be done over in Denver on where their future is and what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. So that's going to lead us up into the next game here on the Couch with Taylor Sports Show as we're covering them all. As you can see, we're in what mode. We're going to get most of them very quickly. And with this team that's up on board is oakland they 're so bad, even though they won they're four and eleven. Kansas City is eleven and four Kansas City's going to bury this team um, and finally be able to put up the headstone uh, for the Oakland Raiders for the season and then Oakland is you know in a dilemma on where they're going to play their home games. Will it still be in oakland well i 've even heard that they might even put them in London. I mean, so they got a lot of things before they actually land over in Las Vegas. Because the understanding I've got is they won't be in Vegas next year, so where where will the landing spot be for the Oakland Raiders? That's gonna be the biggest question in reality for this football team well- well, I mean they're moving to Vegas though next year, correct I mean is it not gonna be in the city or with that. I heard there's problems with Las Vegas and the Oakland Raiders. I, I don't know if it's the stadium. That's not going to be ready or what I'll look that up really quick, but that was my understanding. There was just a, um, um, oh, what wow. do you call it? There was just an article about Oakland quite possibly playing their games over in London. Um, so in oh, reality, I, yeah, exactly. So, uh, I don't know if that was a fake article or what, but I did you know briefly read it because I thought it was stupid. The last thing we need is you know eight games over in Oakland or over in London. Um, but it, uh, the situation, um, just looking at it, um, it looks like uh, oh, even the Oakland Raiders don't know if they'll be in Oakland next year. Um, so there must be some kind of problem with that stadium going on over it, as far as that is concerned. Again, guys, we, we if we were 24 7 sports guys, we'd know the answer to this question. Uh, so that's the reason why we're kind of looking it up here on a quick Google search as far as what's going on there. But the fact of the matter is is that um, it looks like uh, Sam Boyd uh, Stadium, Todd, uh, sent us in to uh, Todd. Uh, It says Sam Boyd could be an option for one year uh, as far as that's concerned. But it looks like Las Vegas is having problems evidently being able to either, A, secure a place for him to play or have the stadium ready uh, for next year. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I didn't even know until I read that article. Yeah,
2: I I didn't know they were running into such
1: problems. So that, that's that's yep. pretty wild to think about. Very wild. Wow. Very wild to think about. So um so Oakland and Kansas yeah, I mean Kansas City's gonna route them. The question is how long do you keep your starters in, in that game and risk injury as well? Um, so Andy Reid, you know, I, I you know you know, th- this is the year for Andy Reid. You wanna talk about a guy that could be on the hot seat if they don't have success, he ain't going nowhere. He'll be he'll have Char grills on his ass in reality, but the simple fact of the matter is Andy Reid isn't going anywhere. Um, With especially after this season, as much as maybe some of the um, other teams would or some of the fans would love to see Andy Reid go, I just don't see it happening. Yeah,
2: I mean, I I, yeah, that's yeah, you're definitely not going to see Andy Reid go anywhere for a while, unless. Unless well, the thing completely just falls on their face, um, I, I don't see them moving on from Andrew anytime soon. They they they, they yeah. like what he's doing there. He's got he's got guys that he really likes, and, and I mean Patrick Mahomes is just on another level right now. How much longer that's going to last? You know, kind of like how you mentioned Lamar Jackson. You know, people are going to start figuring out Mahomes' game, uh, and he might not be as productive next year. But uh, I still think
1: well, he'll be productive. They're doing it now, Cuervo. They're doing it now. The guy's thrown so many interceptions in the last five games uh, before he even threw one. I mean, so they're definitely the defensive coordinators that are seeing this uh, team. They're they're on a quick pace of figuring them out because let's be honest. When you were talking about the Kansas City Chiefs not more than four weeks ago, we're talking about a team that you thought was going to end up going fourteen and four, uh, fourteen and two. Well, that's not the case. They just lost two in a row. Um, I'm not saying that you know, they're going to lose against Oakland, but as far as figuring out Patrick Mahomes, I think that's already in the works. And the question is, is will, he become, will he be able to come up with something different to throw defensive coordinators off for next year so he can be successful and really in reality year number two as a sophomore quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, that, that's that's going to be an interesting situation. Um, I think I think Kansas City is is a team that really are not going to go anywhere for for a long time. They're they're set. I think they need some work on defense. Don't get me wrong. I think they. I do think too. defensively they need they need some they need some work. Okay. Um, you yeah, know they got a couple of guys that are that are veterans, but are a little, a little bit older, like uh, Justin Houston, for example, still productive guy. I think he's a guy that uh, they might, I, you know, if, if I'm Kansas City, I- believe, believe it or not, I would actually consider getting rid of that guy. I, you know, because he's had one or two good years. Let's be honest; he had one, maybe yeah. two good years. He hadn't done shit since, or excuse my language, he hasn't done anything since then. <laughs> But uh you know, with you. <laughs> He hasn't really done anything. I mean he he's yep. he's you know, six, seven, eight sacks maybe uh a a season. Uh but uh since then, I mean, ever since he had that fifteen sack season I think it was, hasn't really
1: done much else. It's it's very interesting to see where this could end up going. I, I personally, you know, when I look at that football team in Kansas, in Kansas City defensively, is where I'm worried about them. They got a stout offensive line. That is number one. That's one of the reasons why Patrick Mahomes has been be able to do what he has done. By the way, he's still not the MVP. Shut up about it. It's Drew Brees. If you if you think differently, you're a homer or you're just stupid. It's one of the two. Patrick Mahomes is not the MVP of this league. I mean. Good Lord. I mean, geez, how, uh, we can talk about yards and all this other crap, but the simple fact of the matter is Drew Brees is the class of this league, and if anybody thinks it's Patrick Mahomes, they got too much invested in this guy more so than the, the guys that are out there, and Drew Brees is the MVP of this league. I know I'm wrong well, like Clairvaux, or is it? Oh,
2: <laughs> <well>, no, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, it is a two, it's a two-man race. I'll put it, I'll, I'll put it to you like that. It definitely is a two-man race. I don't think it's anybody else is close. It's kind of like the Heisman Trophy, where you got you got three guys, but really two two guys are in it. Um, you know, because I guess you, I guess your third guy could be Todd Gurley or somebody like that. But we all know Todd Gurley's not going to win. He's not a quarterback. No. Quarterback. No, this exactly. It's a quarterback award, right? I yep. mean, that's what it is.
1: So, so let's turn over to the know, better. Been... And Drew, Drew Brees has five interceptions on the season. And heck, if I'm not mistaken, in one of these last games, uh, Patrick Mahomes owned either three or four in one game. So. You know, I, listen, you know, if you don't turn the ball over, you win the MVP. And I don't care how many extra yards that he has. And don't talk to me about going deep down the field. You know, Drew Brees, he may not have depended on it, but this guy is capable of doing it. All these stupid arguments I'm hearing about those, the reason why Drew Brees isn't going to win it, it is just media talking. It's unbelievable. I mean, yeah, I, I – I, listen, listen, I don't know – I I maybe, maybe I just depend upon experience when it comes to MVP. This is the first time this guy ever really hit the field. Last year he played in some games. Great, wonderful, happy for him. But man, I'm going to tell you right now, if Drew Brees wasn't there. It'd be Philip Rivers, I think, would be in the running, and man, that one would be that would be more close in reality than Drew Brees in, than Drew Brees. I mean, so so I think the other the other person that was being considered was Philip Rivers. So Philip Rivers and Patrick Mahomes, you know, I would say give it to the division leader <laughs> or, or the division winner, um, you know, because they help him get to that get to that spot. Well,
2: I think I think what favors uh, Breeze a little bit too is you you look at and and it shouldn't. Let me just say this: it should not be about this but I think they're going to factor this part in uh, with Drew Brees breaking the, uh, the passing record. All right. This is not a, uh, this is not a, uh, a lifetime award. This is just for the season, but I think there's going to be an emotional attachment to Drew Brees because him breaking the passing yards record and all that stuff. uh, You know, it's, it shouldn't be about that, like I said, but yeah. I think that's what it is going to be about, and I think that's so. what's going to favor Breeze a little bit more uh, over Mahomes, All right? and I think that's why Breeze winds up winning. And plus, look, Mahomes Mahomes is what twenty two years old. All right, he's got his whole career ahead of him. Drew yeah. Breeze, we only Experience. have so much more of him. We only yeah. have so much more of him. So that's another that's reason why I would
1: that's the reason why I would pick Philip Rivers over a Patrick Mahomes as well because of experience and because of many years in the league and believe me, I honestly believe that's a big part of this. You, you can talk about over oh, looking at this year, but let's be honest, no one ever does. so you know, and so let's just stop denying what's actually going on out there and realizing that even if it was against now, I would think there would be, and fans and other people, there would be an uproar of Philip Rivers getting it over Patrick Mahomes. I think there would be more uproar there, but yeah, I had Drew Brees this way. It is. Hey, are, you're on Kansas City in this game. You're not in your right mind taking Oakland, right?
2: No, absolutely not. No, 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 no. Got it. It's definitely going to be
1: Kansas City winning this game. So What we have done is we've done a great job. We're going to go into our third hour. We only got three games to talk about. They're big games in reality when you look at where everything's talking about. But we'll have a lot of other time to talk other things as well, whether it be MVP or all that other stuff. We're going to do that. So we're going to hop into our last break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we'll go over the final three games and talk more things that are going on in the NFL, taking you up the kickoff. It's That being said, we'll be back here on the Couch Potato. For- At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Chang Lee's Taekwondo in Rowlett. At Chang Lee's Taekwondo, we specialize in all types of Taekwondo, and you can also sign up for free instruction classes. That's Chang Lee's Taekwondo, modern training with traditional values. take it for a ride? Check out Cost Insurance, serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. Cost Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road, where we make insurance funds. Or check us out on the web at costlowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on.
0: Yeah, but is it fresh?
1: Ready for the start. Awesome. We can never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslow Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at CoslowInsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yep, yeah, is It's fresh. Welcome into the couch the tables. Welcome into the couch the tables. Ru- Ru- Welcome into the couch the tables. Ta- ta- we'll do it live. Okay. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can go it and we'll do it live.
0: Fuck it. Thing sucks. Oh, yo, 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 yo. It's so quiet.
1: Manual speed. Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show as we move into our third hour, week number 17 of the NFL. We got three games left to cover, and then we got a lot of other stuff to cover um, outside of just news and everything else. And how, who knows? Will someone make a change in their pick? By the way, I haven't been given Tarvin's pick, so uh, uh, let me go back to uh, Minnesota and Chicago. He's out in Minnesota Pittsburgh and Cincinnati He's on Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Cleveland. He's on the Baltimore. He's on the Chargers as well as as Kansas City. Uh, For the rest of the games, uh, we'll keep you up to date on where he is at, and that will take us into the games that are set and ready to go to finish up the show and then some. And uh, an interesting game because we talked about it at the beginning of the hour, whether it be the Dallas Cowboys uh, within this division and everything else, you know, Uh, You know, coaches situation, will Jay Gruden be a coach for the Washington Redskins next year? That's always going to be the question as far as Washington is concerned because their instability with their owner, and, you know, we could talk about that all day long. But it is a uh, situation where you look at this game – and you look at the records, eight and seven for the Philadelphia Eagles. They've won their last two with their backup quarterback as their uh, Super Bowl MVP. Um, and the Washington Redskins, they lose last week and they are seven and eight out on the season. And you can say whatever you know, happens here is going to be huge. Okay. Because Philadelphia winning uh, this game will put them in the playoffs, and Jay Gruden just solidifies himself as the head coach for the Washington Redskins next year if that's even possible. Uh, because, you know, the expectations were huge, but they also lost their quarterback earlier, and then Alex Smith, and I'm going to tell you right now, I'm just putting it out there. I think the Washington Redskins would have made the playoffs if they had Alex Smith at the quarterback position, Cuervo, so that makes the NFC one even more interesting uh, as far as that is concerned. So when you look at this game with the Philadelphia Eagles, as it, and by the way, this is not a gimme game, By by the way, because they are on the road. They're playing... Uh, in uh, Washington, at FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland. So, big game uh, for both teams. In reality, one to keep their coach, the other one for their playoff lives. Sir Cuervo.
2: Yeah, and I and I think Doug, Doug Peterson's just fine. Uh, I think we'll just, I'll just, I'll just make that comment and kind of just, you know, leave the Philadelphia Eagles situation alone because he's, Doug Peterson's going to stay. He's not going yeah. anywhere. Um, you know, as far as Washington, though, I think it's interesting because, you know, Jay Gruden's another guy that that suffered a big injury uh, in Alex Smith, uh, and so it's it's the uh, you know do we do we excuse him for the the way that the season is gone? Because if you think about it, before Alex Smith got hurt. Washington Redskins were in the lead in that division.
1: Absolutely. Right?
2: So, so I think I think that right there tells you the direction that he had the team going until bad injuries started happening. And uh, you know, I think another thing too is, look, for all those that wrote Adrian Peterson off, hey, guess what? Thousand yard season. I know that's not a lot yeah. anymore,
1: but it's for him, I think it's a good anymore. accomplishment.
2: For yeah. him, I think it's a big accomplishment, absolutely.
1: so with that
2: said, um, I think that Jake Rudin honestly if, if I'm the Washington Redskins i I hold on to Jake Rudin. I just think I think they need to do a better job bringing in personnel so
1: I think I think they keep Jake Rudin only if Alex Smith can return because I'm going to tell you straight out where about. Jay Gruden's job w- was was dependent on how Alex Smith was going to do, but Alex Smith may never play it down again. Depending upon that injury, that was a bad break, never mind. He had five surgeries after the initial surgery because of staff infections and things of that sort, so there was a lot riding, especially on that contract. A lot of that was guaranteed regardless, so mm-hmm. there's a lot riding mm-hmm. on Alex Smith uh, in reality for that football team, so it, I think Jay Gruden's job, I don't think we'll hear about firing either today or Monday if it happens. It'll be once they realize what's happening with with, uh, with with Alex Smith and if they go a different direction. If they go rookie quarterback and go into the draft and try to find someone. But, again, the Washington Redskins could use a Joe Flacco. There's some quarterbacks that could change teams depending on the direction of their football team. And Joe Flacco is one of those guys. And boy, oh boy, wouldn't the Philadelphia Eagles love to have a Joe Flacco at the quarterback position, seeing after what happened with their guy in that obviously being Alex Smith. But when it comes to Joe Flacco, when you sign a Joe Flacco, you're spending some money in reality. So the question will be, even though they've never had a problem with spending money, how much would they spend on a Joe Flacco to bring him in?
2: Um, I mean, I think that uh, for uh, Joe Flacco to Washington, that's that's a weird combination. I don't see that happening, to be honest with you. Um, I But I do think that Joe Flacco will move on from Baltimore, uh, if not this coming up year, the year after. And I also think that it'll be something where the Washington Redskins, uh, I think they're going to draft a quarterback pretty early in the draft next year. Um, I think that you'll see them take one probably in the second round. I don't think they need to really invest one in the first round um, because I don't think any of the quarterbacks that are coming out are worth a first-round pick. I don't. I agree. I, I've been saying that for years. But they'll now, start man. talking
1: about that in about three or four months, square vote, about how who should be a first round draft pick. And even I agree with you. When you look at the landscapes of quarterbacks that are coming out of college right now, I don't think any of them are there in reality. But by the time the media starts pumping them up and everything, there'll be about three or four of them that should go uh, in reality early in the first round. So we'll be talking about that. You watch.
2: Mm hmm. Oh, yeah, and it's going to happen. You know, they're going to try to hype up Kyler Murray, even though he didn't look that great last night in that, in that uh, game against Alabama. But,
1: yeah, I mean, he did okay. win the
2: Heisman. <laughs> you know, he did win the Heisman, so there's that. But, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I think that any of the other quarterbacks that you see around in in the, you know, the, like this Tua kid from Alabama, give me a break. Just don't yep. even, don't, don't, just stop, please. Just stop, okay? Just he's, stop. Not, he's not <laughs> first-round talent, all right? He's short. He's not very accurate. Um, I, 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 Those type of quarterbacks don't work out. Just like this Lamar Jackson thing, I agree with you, Sonny. Right now it's working, but give it three years, he, he'll be a backup again. Yep. A traditional pocket yep. passer will take over his job and – it'll just continue to prove the theory that that pocket passers are what wins in this league. Okay. Like it's not going to change. You have to, you have to be a guy that can read defenses and make the throws and, and have, have a very high intelligence of, of how to, how to make, how to make plays uh, with your arm and not just your legs. Those, guys, those mobile guys they rely on their legs too much because it worked in college. And they, they learned real quick that the NFL is different. It, it doesn't work that way in the NFL. So um, you go look back and you look at the previous 51, 52 Super Bowls. Many, tell me how many of those guys were mobile guys. I could probably count on one hand how many times a
1: quarterback like that won a Super Bowl. Going to be interesting as well. So, and in this game here, you know, Washington. Uh, you want to talk about a team that has been, you know, decimated by injuries? That's the Washington Redskins. I mean, obviously losing their quarterback, and then the the um, news this week as they go ahead and they get rid. Of, hey, listen, when you get rid of a guy by uh, in DJ Swanger, uh, listen that guy's got that guy's got skills. Uh, and they then go, you know, for the criticism of the coaching and everything else. Uh, that guy will be on an NFL football team next year, uh, probably with some stipulations keep keeping his mouth shut about the coaching. But take away from that, that guy's going to play another down in the NFL. Adrian Peterson, you know, a thousand forty-two yards, and he may and he may go off today. Uh, you, I, I'm just I'm just a fan of the the upsets today. I'm going to pick the Washington Redskins in this game. Yo, Joe Johnson, or uh, Johnson, uh, uh, Josh Johnson, didn't, hasn't played all that bad for just walking off the street in reality. I'm not saying he's great. I'm not saying any of this. So I think there's a lot of things that can go on. And this is just the year of things not going the way they should. And the way this one should go should be that the Philadelphia Eagles meet the Washington Redskins. I'm just not am just not a big time believer right now in them, not because of the quarterback position. It's a, you know it's the NFC East. It's that it's that mentality of that kind of team that goes nine and seven, expecting to go into the playoffs. So I, I'm I'm not very I'm not very confident at, really in reality in the Washington Reds or uh, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. They're eight and seven for God's sake. They're eight and seven. Now, they got two games up under their last belt that took them to the 8-7. and seven. Um, Washington is at home. They're tough at home. They don't like losing at home. Um, granted, they don't have the quarterback, but I'm just going to go. And It has nothing to do with Richard Sherman. It has nothing to do with anything. It's more than the fact that I think there's an upset Bruin right here, and then uh, we can talk about the Philadelphia Eagles being a Super Bowl winner that couldn't get into the playoffs the next year after they win it.
2: yeah I mean yeah, I mean I think so so you think Philadelphia will be back in the playoffs next year, Sonny, if they't if they don't get in
1: today? next year, you mm-hmm. know, that just depends upon moves because as much as I want to always rip the Dallas Cowboys, they're going to be there, and they're going to be talked about. Which, by the way, I was the only one on this panel that picked the Dallas Cowboys to win that division. Thank they- you you very much but you know the uh-huh. division is a nine and seven ten and six division wins you the division wins you the division and you know in reality you go back to the 13 and three season that the Dallas Cowboys had a couple of years ago you know they dropped the ball in the playoffs and this, after they got the first round by of course because that's Dallas Cowboys football you know, take away from that, you're talking about 10 and 6 football teams winning this division. So, yeah, I think it could happen that way. I think they could make it a the playoffs, but they're going to have a fight. And listen... As much as I hate Eli Manning, yeah, I said it. I hate Eli Manning. I think he's the worst thing for the Giants. He's going to be the quarterback of that football team. And if it's not the fans, it'll be the media hyping this guy and keeping them in contention. But really, they just got some moves to do on that offensive line. If they protect this guy – I, I'm not saying Eli Manning is the worst quarterback in the NFL, but I'm going to tell you, if the guy gets some kind of protection and gets some time, he can deliver the ball, although not completely accurate. but he can deliver the ball. And if they get an offensive line, Cuervo, along with Shaquan Barkley, watch out for the Giants. I'm even saying the Giants can win this division next year if they do make some good moves in the offseason.
2: Uh, I mean, I think I think the division is is pretty open starting next year. I mean, Dallas will be Weak. there. I think the Giants the Giants will be a little bit better. Uh, yep. You know, Washington will get Alex Smith back, and you know the Eagles Maybe. are the Eagles, so. Uh, they might get a, Yeah, they might get him back. I mean, it, it, it all depends. But uh,
1: he's done. But yeah, Carlo, uh, he's done. I, I I I'll be the first to say it. He's done, and, and the main reason is, is you, you talk about the injury, the way that 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 was. And guess who was in the stands when that injury happened? Joe Thiesman. What happened to him in the Washington Redskins uniform? Oh bad luck, God. honey. He's yeah, he's bad it, luck. that was a jinx. That was a jinx right there, big time. But <laughs>
2: and, and, and not only was he there, not only was he there, but did you know that it actually happened on the same day? It was the
1: anniversary of that that leg injury.
2: Yeah, you remember hearing and that, that? was
1: uh, yeah, that is, that is crazy how I, – I don't know if you want to call it karma or what, you know, but the way history repeats itself is probably the best way to say that, but yeah, but – I, I, I'm, I'm going to look for it. I'm going to look for the Shocker. I'm going to look for an 8-8 eight eight season for both these teams. Both of them miss the playoffs. Um, and, and that next season, all four teams will be right there, except maybe Washington, unless they really do something uh-huh. to upgrade at the quarterback position in order for them to be competitive within this league. But remember, 10-6 is the, is the gold standard in the NFC East, so you don't have to be the best quarterback to walk around and like I said, Joe Flacco, I think he could get the job done as well. I, I, and that's weird to say that, and I get it. But Baltimore and Washington, what are they, like 15 miles apart or something like that? He already lives there. They need to break their neck to get this guy, um, you know, if, if they're going to end up doing something like that. So interesting stuff that is going on right there as far as that's concerned. Um, I'm on Washington. You're on Philly, Cuervo, you think we, uh, or are you going to pick the Philadelphia Eagles? Or the Washington Redskins.
2: No, I, I think the Eagles win. Um, but unfortunately I'm also picking the Bears to win, so that means the Eagles are out of the playoffs. Yes. So. <laughs> uh, no, hold actually hold on, let me take that back. No, that means the Eagles are in because they need Minnesota yeah. to lose. They need so Minnesota I'm actually yeah. I've
1: got the Eagles I've got the Eagles in the playoffs.
2: So excuse me for yeah. that.
1: Yeah and so we'll we'll find out if the magic lives with the with the Super Bowl uh MVP um at the quarterback position for the Washington Redskins and you know and that's always a great story to talk about as well when you talk about what Nick Foles has done for that football team to this point, you know, it it just goes to show how important a valuable backup quarterback can be. They've won two in a row with this guy. You know, it hasn't been pretty, but Hey, there's still the tick underneath the W side. and, And that's all that. And really, in fact, when you look at it, that's what it's all about in reality. So, um, but uh-huh. it should be interesting to see how it goes. I'm just, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm just gonna take the, take the sucker bet and uh, take the Washington Redskins. I think, I think they actually win this, and not only that, I think they beat them by a touchdown. So it should be interesting to see how that one goes. That leads us into our second to half game of recovery, a very important for Game Four, uh Cuervo, and that is that the San Francisco 49ers are gonna be taking on the LA Rams. Um, it, this one, unfortunately, I can't take the stretch because the Rams are just that good and the uh, 49ers are just that bad. Both of them coming off of losses from last week, 4-11 for San Francisco, 12-3 for the Rams. So that leads us into a game here that really doesn't mean anything as far as the Rams are concerned or San Francisco, but man, oh man, the Chicago Bears are so San Francisco 49er fans look hot. Marquise Goodwin, our local guy from Rallat.
2: Yeah, and, and I hope he goes off today. I hope he has a good game. I hope he burns those corners uh, because I, I really need the 49ers to take care of business today. Yeah. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, you know, it's, but in reality, Sonny, it's a double-edged sword. It's like I want Ferris to get the bye so they can get some rest. But I'm also a little bit nervous because you and I have seen in the past what can happen to a bye team. And yes. I don't want that for my boys. I don't Absolutely. want that. So, um, so it's like, yeah, it'd be good to get the extra rest. But uh, I, I don't want them to to let off the gas either. I don't want them to get too relaxed especially with it being the first, you know, the first time in, you know, eight years that the Bears are in the playoffs. Yeah.
1: I'm just excited about have that. They ever, have they ever had a first-round buy even in the Super Bowl year? Did they? I don't think they had the buy in that year, did they? They did. They did. Oh, they, did. They, had, okay. they, they were the number one seed that year. Yeah, so there you go. So you think you think San Francisco can get the job done on the road in L.A.? Not that there's really a home field advantage in reality, but, you know. Stranger things have happened. Are you going to take the plunge on the 49ers, or are you going to go ahead and pick with your mind and take the Rams?
2: Um, no, I'm, I'm going to pick the Rams. As much as I want the, the 49ers to win the game, I don't, I don't, I don't see it being a reality. Yeah. Um, I think the Rams are going to win the game. Uh, and that's fine. I don't, it doesn't matter to me. I'm just, I'm just ecstatic to see the Bears in the playoffs.
1: You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, it it, it, don't matter to me if they get the bye week or not. All right. So that having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. Last game, uh, Tarvin was on Philadelphia, and he's on the Rams as well. Uh, We're all on the Rams. I don't see how San Francisco can get the job done, although that would be be a godsend. I know Cuervo is a big-time 49er fan with his heart, but with his mind, obviously, you got to go the route that, you know, you go as far as the pick is concerned. But that takes us to a very important game in the SEC where the last game of the weekend is Sunday night football. It is a nighttime game, 9-6. Uh, The uh, Indianapolis Colts, winner of their last three, Tennessee, have won their last four. They're nine and six as well. This one here in reality is for the playoff spot. Uh, uh, Wait, uh, Indianapolis definitely needs this one. Um, I think Tennessee is out of the playoffs. I'm not necessarily sure. Here it is the winner of the game gets a playoff berth the loser is out so this one's uh really simple win you and you're win in and you're, you win and you're in and they do not have their quarterback in Tennessee starting this game uh, Marcus Mariota has been scratched from the lineup that means on the other side you have you know you, you have a guy in Andrew Luck that has been good what, what really bothers me of this about, the, about this game In reality, Cuervo, neither one of these teams are going to do jack squat in the playoffs, I think. The only one I think that can make a difference in the playoffs would be an Andrew Luck. But I don't even – I'm not – I can't even get geared up for this game, Cuervo, because I don't see the potential of either team making it past the first round in the playoffs. Uh, You know, maybe Indianapolis if they get – no, I just – you know, out of all the teams in the AFC. the only one I think they have an opportunity to beat would be Houston because they know them better. Um, but I just I don't know if that matchup works and how, you know, it would end up. But um I, I just don't see either one of these teams making any noise in the playoffs. That's why it's a yawn or yawn fest for me. I'm going to bed early. I gotta be working for uh five in the uh, five in the morning on Monday morning. <laughs> oh, that thinks that you have
2: to work on New Year's Eve, Sonny.
1: I'll be thinking of nah, you if, I don't. when I'm sitting I'll, here. At I'll the be house off early I'll be off early enough to go home and go to bed about 10 o'clock you know, on New Year's Eve. So, there you go. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, there you go. There you well, go. And,
2: and plus, we have, we're going to have a special tomorrow uh, if, uh, if we're still doing that, if I'm not mistaken. Yes,
1: we are, 2 o'clock, uh, and we'll be looking at the coaches who got splatted today or the Monday, you know, the Black Monday uh, casualties at 2 o'clock. We're going to do that. My time, 2 o'clock, that would be noon your time tomorrow. That's correct. I will be there. That's Barring the any type was of a...
2: crazy situation
1: on my uh, end, yep. I, will, Me I too. will be there. It, it, the only reason it would be is if someone calls in sick. Um, so, you know, I get kind of stuck with that one. But this game... I mean, in reality, I mean, it's that much of a slam dunk without not having Marcus Mariota. Could you imagine if Mariota was playing this game and he was somewhat healthy, this would be a great game. And I would almost want to pick Tennessee because Tennessee at home is a tough win, Um, but not without having Marcus Mariota as the starter. Um, So that leaves um, the backup quarterback. And if I'm not mistaken, um, that would be a former Jacksonville Jaguar uh, quarterback in reality, if I'm not mistaken. Isn't it, Guadalvo? Wait, say that one more time, Sonny. The backup quarterback in Tennessee. Who, do we know who that is? And uh, I want to say it's – Isn't uh, it Blaine, Blaine Gabbert? I think ja- it's Blaine Gabbert, yeah, isn't Blaine it? Blaine Gabbert, yep. Yeah, that's what it is. It's Blaine Gabbert. Thank you very much. I couldn't – I just
2: – I am him
1: just – yeah, as as <laughs> much as I want to forget yeah. him and Blake Bortles, you know <laughs> <Yeah>. it's kind <laughs> of. So,
2: yeah,
1: it, it's, I'm sure it brings great pathetic... bring
2: memories for you.
1: Oh uh, God, he is so bad. <laughs> you know, Bla Listen, Blake Bortles sucks. I mean, uh, uh, but I mean, uh, he was even worse. I mean, I mean, and Mark Brunel was really nothing to write home to mama about. But at least he was adequate, for goodness sake. But. Um, yeah, Mariota is n- now. he hasn't been, quote, unquote, ruled out, Cuervo, okay? Marcus Mariota, okay? It, it, from the note that I'm reading right here is that he's, quote, unquote, not expected to play against the Colt in a must-win game. Now, that doesn't mean that he won't. Blaine Gabbard, you're right. I mean, listen – I think if Marcus Mariota has any opportunity to play this game, uh, you go ahead and you put in Marcus Mariota. You're not going to win this game with with Blaine Gabbert as your backup quarterback. You need a guy that can go in there and get you a win. It's not Blaine Gabbert. Um, that's the reason, and that's why most NFL football teams fail at the backup quarterback position. And instead of getting the guy that can go get you that one or two games, they just get a name. And listen, Blaine Gabbard is just a name instead of having the quality. Uh, so that's where where it's at. So that having been said, you know, you know, w- will it actually end up being that way? My understanding and all the reports say that he's not. But I reserve the right to change my pick in this one. If Marcus Mariota starts it, I don't even care. I'm going to go Tennessee. But if it's not Mariota, I, you know I got to go Indianapolis. Um. Okay.
2: Absolutely. You you definitely have that right. I've done it before. Um. I think regardless of who starts for the for the Titans, Sonny, I'm going with the Indianapolis Colts. All right. I, I, let me tell you something. This Colts team is hungry for a playoff spot. Andrew yes. Luck knows what it takes to get to the playoffs. All right. yes. and, and, and I think he wants to prove to everybody that his injuries uh, are, are not something that are, that are going to hinder uh, his career or, you know, the reputation that he has. He's going to be a guy that, that continues to keep his team in the playoffs. Uh, and he wants to get back. Uh, you know, the Titans got a taste of the playoffs last year you know yes, they upset win over the Kansas City Chiefs
1: uh and
2: and it was a, it was a great uh uh time for them but uh I think for the Colts I think this is their this is their opportunity to claim the uh the division back and I think they're going to get it done
1: regardless so I like hey, the Colts do, to win the this thing game they outright they wins this do they win the, uh, the AFC South or is that that's
2: Houston's rep that
1: not no no uh, the Houston's got okay. the division so well, it's really interesting when you look at what, what happens with Tennessee, okay? All right. And, and it's really funny, okay? At home, they're tough, uh-huh. okay? they beat the Houston Texans at home. They beat the Philadelphia Eagles at home, okay? Now, granted, they lost against Baltimore at, uh, at, at, and lost against uh, yeah, Baltimore, but um, they, uh, they beat the New England Patriots as well at home. So they got the Jacksonville Jaguars at home. They beat the um they beat the Washington Redskins at home. This is a good home football team, Cuervo. I mean, but again, you gotta look at who was starting. The personnel is a big part of it. But I'm gonna tell you right now, coaching is the big thing. I I'm gonna tell you right now, Brabel has turned the turned the chemistry of the Tennessee Titans completely around and um and they love this guy. And rightfully so, they should love this guy. Um, but Tennessee at home is is a tough is a tough win, regardless of who it is. And and it goes back to my fine pick when they beat the um, the New England Patriots at home. Yeah, that's right. Sonny Clark picked that game, by the way. When everybody thought that I was crazy when I said, but unfortunately. Querville um, wasn't here that day but it's in the archives proof is out there and it's in the pudding you can go back and listen to it but it's a tough team at home I mean Tennessee has no business beating those teams at home um, in reality maybe beating Jacksonville is not a big deal you know and the Jets beating the Jets at home that's not a big deal but maybe beating Washington I don't, I don't know if that necessarily should be something that they should be doing definitely not, not the um Definitely not the New England Patriots, not, not the Philadelphia Eagles as well, and, and not the Houston Texans. You know, well, at home, if they split them, so, yeah, maybe they should maybe get that game. But, man, oh, man, uh, when you look at that, you know, tough team at home, you think they'll get the victory? You're on Indianapolis, but it don't matter even if Marcus Mariota plays that game. Don't want to put a disclaimer there.
2: No, I think I think the Colts win no matter what. The, the, the
1: Colts are going to win no matter what, son. Got it. So interesting stuff going on in the NFL. I mean, it, say what you want. It, it's a league about it, it's a, it's a league about being able to come and this is the week. We got a lot of games that have playoff implications. Yeah, you know. For most of these games, a good a good seventy percent of the games have playoff implications. Regardless if a team is in or out, uh, the result of the game could be something that's right there. So, uh, yeah, back to back to Andrew Luck. I, you know, I've got to give it to this guy. This guy has come back and he has safe. Now we used to talk about just a couple of years back where when the guy was healthy, and even when there's pain. It, it was the Indianapolis Colts' division to lose, sort of like New England over in the AFC West. The AFC South was all about the Indianapolis Colts. Talk about turnaround in the last three years where you got Jacksonville up there, Tennessee talking about, now you got Houston fighting the battle. That is a division that has completely turned around in reality as far as football quality is concerned.
2: Yep. No, absolutely. Um, you know, like I said, I mean, you know, they, they've they gotten some some things back and and you know it's you know it's just really it's just I don't know if the, I don't want to say culture change but um you know guys coming back that that really help boost the team and
1: that's that's the situation that you have. Oh wow, Cuervo! Guess what, sir? Yeah, yeah, oh, you, you got you breaking news. I, I got the the Ken Popple thing going on. Holy smoke! And, and I don't know if it's just that different. but the, the that they will keep Jameis Winston for the 2019 season, Guerro. So does that mean that the quarterback whisperer, Mister Dirk Cotter, will be back next year? Um, big, you know, Why? Wow, I mean, that's big news. Now, they didn't say anything about Dirk Cotter. They said Jameis Winston, which obviously could be, uh, you know, and mm-hmm. a signal to say, listen, you know, Dirk Cotter won't be back, but you will be. Uh, someone better at least do the job kind of situation that's going on there. That is – wow. <laughs> that,
2: that's I, mean, James, I mean, look, I, I think the way they're looking at it, Sonny, is, you know – I know, I know. He's got the reputation. He's got a bad, uh, you know, reputation. Crab legs. Uh, he's got crab legs. legs. <laughs> yeah, well, he's got. Yeah, I'm sure he's got crab legs. I'm That's sure he's leg. got crab legs. But you know, my thing is.
1: Yeah. uh am uh, uh, such an idiot. <laughs> I don't know. Look, he's
2: got crab legs. He's got, you know. Uh, uber discounts whatever but um (laughs) but i think i think the way they're looking at it is you know he he's he's made some mistakes he just needs to be led in the right direction the tampa bay buccaneers feel like he can you know them as an organization can make it happen so um well i guess that's why they're keeping
1: it. both they they have got to have success with this guy I mean, you look at you look at this in reality. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they want to be considered into the playoffs. I, this is not. I, I honestly believe that the Buccaneers have always wanted to be a good football team. There are some teams in the NFL that really can care less if they're good, bad, or indifferent. I have never thought that way about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, regardless what their record was or whatever it was, um, except for the move to keep a Jameis Winston or getting a Jameis Winston or Jameis Winston being that guy. But say whatever you want about it, Jameis Winston, they, I think it's kind of funny. Um, they're going to bring him back, and that's according to ESPN Adam Schefter, who reported on this, but I thought what I find very interesting is is that that who that announcement came, came up, you know, from, this wasn't anything that Dirk Cotter put out. Uh, this is the actual franchise itself putting it out there, but they make no mention of their head coach. So that's why Winston is slated to make nearly $21 million next year, Cuervo. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, Fitzpatrick? Are they going to keep Fitzpatrick as a backup quarterback? If they're smart, they will. Um, You know, that's a classic example of having the right type of backup quarterback. And Fitzpatrick, he's not a starting quarterback in this league. He's only proved it many times, even this year when he's had that opportunity to do it. But he can come in in a pinch. And so, if they're smart, they better they better keep Ryan Fitzpatrick as a backup quarterback for this football team.
2: I mean. Well, how many times have we seen that story, Sonny, where, you know, Fitzpatrick comes out just, you know, on fire, and then he fizzles off, and, you know, he's just uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick again, you know, by week 10. I mean, he did it with the Jets. He did it in Buffalo. He did it in Tampa Bay. I mean, how many times are we going to see this story? We already know the ending to it,
1: all right? right?
2: And he doesn't live happily ever after. Right, that's it just doesn't work out that way. So, um, you know, how many more times are we going to try and believe that
1: Ryan Fitzpatrick's a good
2: quarter? He's not.
1: He's just a no, guy exactly. that... he is a. He should be a career backup quarterback in the NFL. That's the that, well, I mean, and be. that's what he's been. That's what yeah, he has been. Exactly. Exactly, And, you know, say whatever you want. Um, That's a valuable commodity, and especially when you're in a division where you've got quarterbacks, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, and Drew Brees, you better have a backup plan and say something goes on if you're actually seriously going to be in contention for either, A, the NFC South championship, or even making the playoffs, for crying out loud. This is a football team that that almost can't afford not to have Ryan Fitzpatrick out there because who else are you? you going to get at the backup quarterback that could be that could step in for a game or two to get the job done and that'll be the huge thing as well clarbo if it is will it be only for one or two games depending upon either a Jameis winston doing something stupid to get uh, suspended or b getting injured where he's out more than two two weeks on, on a on a on an injury so you know i you know if they're smart, Cuervo, listen. The Buccaneers are not the smartest franchise in the NFL. We know that. Uh, but if they're smart, they sign Ryan Fitzpatrick as a backup quarterback and give him an extra million that he made this year uh, for bringing back the Ryan Fitz magic. You know, you know, see if he can do that. But um, that that's a huge one right there.
2: Absolutely. Uh, I mean. I don't know we'll see what happens though Sonny I mean there's no telling what's going to happen down in Tampa and 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 whatever else it's it's almost a dumpster fire over there Uh, they don't know who they want to keep it I don't know they don't know who they want at quarterback they don't know who they want as head coach like there's nothing (laughs) consistent about that football team and that's why they
1: continue to struggle and uh, Tarvin is on Indianapolis as well. So um, everybody is on Indianapolis. I do uh, reserve the right if Mario to this game that they win the game. Um, but everything that I'm reading is that he's out, but that don't mean anything in reality. But some of the other news that is coming out, the Lions put uh, Shred on the IR, and they rule um, Agnew Lawson out uh, versus the Packers. Not that anybody has picked the Lions to be able to win that game. The Bears activate your boy Kyle Long off the injured reserve, clearing his way for the three-time Pro Bowler alignment to play in the regular season finale against Minnesota. And, and listen, you, you talk about the you know your team, you know the Chicago Bears. They have the momentum. That that is yet another reason why the Chicago Bears should be excited about this game and being able to get the victory. Now, granted, I went on the other side. I I did, uh, no, actually, I did pick the Chicago Bears. Uh, Tarvin picked the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, but yeah, this right here is a shot in the arm as well. Not that they needed one, vote, but this is a nice, a nice little shot in the arm um, you know, as far as stability is concerned on that offensive line for the Bears. Um, wait, who,
2: who are you talking about? Who are you
1: referring
2: who are you to? Chicago exactly. Bears. Long. Yeah, no, right. Long. I thought you were talking about a- uh, okay.
1: Yeah, I backed up back to this one as the shot in the arm for the Bears. Like, I, you know, I think the Bears are going to win the game anyway. But I mean, how okay. about getting the shot of the arm and you you get long in the lineup for this one? Not that again, not that they no, needed no. the shot in the arm, but th- this is just helping in motivation, uh, motivation and momentum going into the playoffs for the Bears.
2: Well, and that's what I had mentioned earlier. You know, it's really a confidence boost to see a guy you know, back in the lineup, you know, you know, all pro, all pro offensive lineman, you know, is, is a very vocal guy in the, in the, uh, in the locker room. So to have him back now, you know, it, it, it kind of signifies like, all right, all right, boys, you know, like this is, this is where our run begins at, at a Lombardi, you know, it starts right here, week 17, we finish the season off strong, take care of business and, and, uh, you know, let, let's let's go let's go chase a championship. And yep. a guy like Kyle Long, I think, is 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 one of those guys that can be one of those leaders in the locker room for the Bears,
1: uh, and, and can really get things kickstarted going into the postseason. Yeah, and and the bear I I honestly think the Bears don't need it, but, and, and that doesn't hurt uh, as far as that's concerned. Some more NFL news. Uh, is not going to start for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not that it matters as far as that is concerned. As the Jacksonville Jaguars take on Houston, it's a bigger game for Houston, obviously, than uh Jacksonville Again, I'm just going to keep my pick there, um, just ma- mainly because, you know, I don't believe in Houston uh, as far as winning a game where the, if and when they're going to pull those starters in that They're smart they are um, for that. Uh, for that. So, Leonard Fournette and not in the game. But the one I wanted to get an opinion from Cuervo is, is regarding the young guy coming out of Oklahoma who, uh, you know, in reality, if you look at what's going on, Kyle Murray, he signed the contract, with the Oakland A's in June, um, which included a signing bonus. So the understanding that it was going to be Murray was going to be playing in Major League Baseball, and this was going to be his final year as a football player. But now you move to here, and he's already, you know, having Heisman Trophy under his belt to go along with a first-round draft prediction in reality by the time the media gets a hold of it. Uh, do you think that he goes ahead and shuts the door on Major League Baseball, gives the money back, and plays in the NFL forever, or do, does he stay in Major League Baseball?
2: No, I think he keeps the door open for football. And I, and I, I said this all along, is, you know, because he won the Heisman, I think, I think he's going to stick with the football thing for a little while. Um, you know, if things don't work out, though, it's, it's a great backup. Uh, what a, to, yeah. To, to, you know, not making it in in football. you still got baseball to back you up. It's kind of like, I don't know if you remember Jeff Samarja. I don't know if you remember that name, Sonny. I
1: do. Um, I do. You know, mm-hmm.
2: uh, a receiver from Notre Dame, you know, first-round pick and whatnot. Things didn't quite work out in the NFL. Went, yep. Went back and he pitched in the major leagues. He was a Cub for a while. He was a San Francisco Giant. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of worked out for him, uh, pretty nicely. So, um, I think, I think Kyler Murray's in the same type of situation where if things don't work out for him in the NFL, Major League Baseball will always be there as, as a solid backup for him, which leads me to something that I've actually been thinking about. Okay. You know, there's another guy out there that, um, uh, you know, had baseball as a backup. And I don't understand why he hasn't been using it, you know. All this talk about Colin Kaepernick, right, about how he got a raw deal in the NFL and all that and all that stuff. People seem to forget that he was a pitching prospect as well. The Cubs drafted him. That's why I know this. As a Cubs fan, I know the Cubs drafted Colin Kaepernick. I don't remember what round. I think it was in, like, and 11 or 12 or something like that, right before he bursted onto the scene in the NFL with the 49ers. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious as to, and nobody, and I've not heard anybody bring this up. How come he didn't pursue baseball? If he was, if he was hurting financially, like people claim that he is uh, and, and, you know, he, uh, you know, says he's trying to do things, do things for himself, whatever, I think baseball would have been the perfect thing for him to do. Go over to baseball, see what you can make of yourself, kind of like what Tim Tebow is doing. And if an opportunity comes up for for a football team, hey, great. But if not, you, you still got baseball to back you up. Colin Kaepernick never did that. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of really curious as to why he never pursued it.
1: Huh. Well, I'll tell you, I, and this is just one idiot's idiot's thought. You know, after not being a pitcher for a long time, I mean, don't and, and maybe and I could be wrong. Don't you think that was effective affect his effectiveness as a major league baseball pitcher? I mean, or do you think? Are you thinking maybe him go down into the minors for a little bit and try to see if he can? find a glimmer of what he used to be? Or do you think, you know, being signed on a major league roster, what, what, what are you talking about as far as that's concerned?
2: Well, no, I mean, that's, that's definitely how he would start out is, you know, in the major league, you know, in the, in the minor leagues, uh, you know, somebody's double-A somebody's club or something like that, um, you know, and then he works his way. That's what Samarja did. Samarja did that. It's not like he jumped yes. into the major leagues. You know he had to work his way up from from Double A, um, and then he find he eventually, you know, a couple of years later got to the you know 40 man Major League roster for the Chicago Cubs, and you know he he's you know he pitched for a good solid I think eight years or something like that between the Cubs and the San Francisco Giants, and you know so so Kaepernick you know could have done the same thing and he chose not to for whatever reason. <laughs> So yeah, I mean he struggled at first, you know, as a pitcher because Samarja was a pitcher too. So it's not like it's never been done before. Is my point? Yeah, but we're um, also
1: talking seven years though, too, Cuervo. You think about it, right? I mean, seven years sure. not being, you know, being there. So, but but you know, when you're Colin Kaepernick. I mean, I think that option should be there for you. I, You know, it, 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 I don't yeah, know if like anybody in Major League Baseball them. would have a problem with him in reality. I mean, look yeah. at all of the characters they have, you know, in baseball, for crying out loud, whether good, bad, or indifferent. Most of it, the ones that were characters that were considered bad for baseball ended up in the minors at some point or they had a career as a minor league player if they had that reputation. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. It's just something that I was thinking about, um, you know, because Kyler Murray came up and, and, and the whole, you know, things don't work out in football deal. And it just had me thinking about guys in the past that, that uh, you know, maybe had to walk away from the game and or whatever the case may be and, and, and pursue baseball. And Colin Kaepernick was a guy
1: that definitely comes to mind. Definitely. Reports out that Deshaun Jackson wants to move on from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but with the announcement of Jameis Winston at the quarterback position, does that make him feel good, or would it have to be a change at the coaching position to keep Deshaun Jackson is there, which is what I think is the situation. I think that's a coach. Uh, player that do not like each other's situation so it might not be an issue. Uh, do you think Deshaun Jackson stays if Dirk Coder is away or do you expect uh Deshaun Jackson just to fly the coop anyway?
2: I think I think Deshaun Jackson has more of a problem with Jameis Winston to be honest with you. Wow. Um okay I think I think I think he enjoyed his time <laughs> with Ryan Fitzpatrick it's as the guy. Yeah, because he was getting the he was getting the ball and he was getting the ball yeah, a he lot. You yep. remember in the beginning of the year Deshaun Jackson was was, you know, one of the top five receivers statistically in the first 3 4 weeks of the season before Winston came back. So yep. for them to for, you know, for Deshaun Jackson to uh you know, come back to Tampa, I think he he would want, would prefer Fitzpatrick to be the quarterback, which is why I believe he's going to move on. I think if, if Deshaun has a, an opportunity to leave Tampa Bay, he's going to take it.
1: He's going to be gone. Gronk leaving uh, the New England Patriots. I think Gronk only leaves with Tom Brady leaving. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think he. it's one of those – it's a package deal, just like with Belichick. It's, it's almost like a trio, you know. Yes. If, 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 you know, Scott – it's just like, you know, Jordan Pivot Phil Jackson. One of them leaves, they all leave. So, it's kind of the same thing in New England. If Gronk leaves, Brady leaves, Belichick leaves,
1: one of them leaves, then they're all going to be gone. Ben Watson uh, retiring after the end of the year. Do you, you give a rip or are you yawning or is this a big loss for the NFL – um, losing uh, him uh, 14 years as, as a uh, tight end in the league. Uh, I, I think he's got longevity, but, I, you know, I am I think I'm yawning on this one. Like, you know, who cares?
2: I mean, not, you know, not a huge name, but I'll tell you, there's one play that sticks out in, in everybody's mind when it comes to Ben Watson. If you go back, I want to say it was in 2005 playoffs. Tom Brady in New England, he, and this is back when he was a Patriot. So the Patriots yes. are in Denver. It's a playoff game. Tom Brady goes back to throw, gets picked off by, by one champ, Bailey, uh, at the one-yard line. Okay? So New England was, was, was ready to score, right? Champ Bailey picks off Tom Brady at the one. He takes it back all the way to their one-yard line. And out of nowhere, somebody just comes out and just pummels Champ Bailey right as he's about to score. Ball flies out of his hands. People argue that it was a touchback. I think they ruled it out at the one-yard line. So Denver got the ball at their own one-yard line. The guy that made that hit, Ben Watson. So it it was the effort that he, that he gave on every play is what I think he's going to be remembered for. And, and, and that's that's you know that symbolizes what a football player is. I mean, he's you know, you want you want guys like that. They may not be the most talented, they may not be the fastest, strongest, whatever. But man, if you give the effort, that's all that's all you really can ask for. And and and, and plays like that are what symbolizes Ben Watson's career. So, um, do I think it's a huge loss for the league? No, I mean it's not like you know it's not like when uh, you know Antonio Gates retires or or. Um, yeah. You know somebody, or, or Gronk. You know, being the he's going to wind up being the all-time touchdown uh, leader as a tight end if you know, if he doesn't get hurt anymore. Uh, but uh, you know, Ben Watson's not a huge name like that. But I think for teams that he played for organizationally, you know, New England, the the uh, Baltimore Ravens, the New Orleans Saints, those those teams internally, I think are going to uh, uh, you know. Be a little more uh, uh, attached to him being retiring and stuff like that. I think so, you're right, uh, I, but I think and, he had a good career. Yeah, some Got you a know couple rings, set. you know.
1: Exactly, you get a couple of rings and and you're on set. Uh, Burfett, uh Cleveland or uh, Cincinnati Bengal, uh, seventh concussion concussion of his year uh, or, or seventh concussion, of his career, I think it's personally Mm -hmm. more, but second this month, according to them, a lot of people talking about this guy never playing again. Um, I don't... I just don't see it. I, I see that he plays. I mean... Maybe it's me, maybe it's the attitude of the player, but I don't see Burfett uh retiring. I don't see this guy looking at concussions as a problem on whether or not he wants to play anymore. but I think all importantly is is will a team take a chance on a guy who's had more concussions so I think that's the big question in reality when you're talking about a guy by uh vontes Burfett well i I'll
2: say this you know when it comes to vontes Ber um And I really shouldn't be – maybe I should be careful how I say this, but sometimes things come back to you. And sometimes the way he plays the game, um, he puts it on himself. He brings it on himself. All right. Um, Because he is known for being a borderline dirty player. Okay. So maybe if he took the time to – retool his his tackling skill, maybe he wouldn't have so many concussions. And maybe if he would stop playing, I'll will say so aggressively, then maybe he you know he'll he won't have as many concussions as well. So uh, yeah. I think he brings a lot of it on himself. You know, stop being stubborn, change your ways,
1: and you know it, it, you won't hurt yourself so much. That's the type of player he is. You're right. I, you know, And then we get on the fact whether or not a team will take a uh, shot at him. As soon as some injuries happen in training camp, someone I think will go ahead and take a shot if he makes himself available. So I don't think it's necessarily anything for him to have to worry about. But Having been said, that's of course, that's the name of the show. We went through all the games. We'll be back on Monday, 2 o'clock Central Standard Time, talking about the Sunday slaps and the Black Monday casualties. We'll do that here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Everybody enjoy week number 17 of the NFL. I am Sunny Clark along with Cuervo. We're out of here, everybody. Have a good one. Take care. Bye-bye. I hear the noise. That's right. It's time, Sonny.
0: It's time. Absolutely. All
1: right, that'll do it. All right, I'll talk at you later, my friend. Don't work too hard.
2: All right, Sonny. You have a good day. Enjoy the games.
1: Hasta.